Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, and fans of all ages, I, of course, am your illustrious Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hay. Tonight, we are joined by our superb cast of players, playing Ozo the Wise, Zachary. How's everyone doing tonight? Burn the Dawnbringer, played by Dean. What's up? Our wonderful, wonderful winged warlock, Stolos, played by Dean. Welcome back, everyone. Our other winged person that's a cleric, but also of Astani, Marius, played by Max. Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back. And you know him, you love him. Half the time he falls asleep, but we don't care. He's still our friend, Caliban. <laughs> Thanks for that entrance. Glad to be here. <laughs> Um, Zach, any announcements this week before we jump into review? Um, just a few. We have our uh, D&D uh, chibis available on Public. I think they may be on sale today. Uh, we have chibis up for Marius, Rudari, Kalimban, the Chainbreaker, and Ozal the Wise. Uh, coming soon, we'll have an Ozal and Vor t-shirt, Burn Dawnbringer, uh, and then uh, Dungeon Master, DM, and Stolos as we get those arts in. Big shout out to Vervain for making those possible. And thank you to everyone that ordered one. We had quite a few orders of the logo shirt and then a few of the character shirts as well. Uh, we also have Toy Mafia, Tukantri, and Abdulio in the chat so far. So thank you guys for tuning in. Looks like we have more people filtering in. So we'll address you guys as you come in. Okie dokie. Um, we'll do recap really quick and then we'll jump into the episode. So last week... Uh, we did a lot. We had like a whole month of rebuilding that we got to do in the town of Brovia. Uh, our players got to affect change in the world. Some of them got disciples. Some of them built buildings. Some of them used a giant snake to eat corpses off the battlefield. It was awesome. Uh, it's always really fun to see players get to have a creative touch, almost dungeon mastery in some senses. Uh, after that, we made our way through Argonvost Hold. They thought there was going to be a huge fight. Turns out, Burn was mistaken for some mythic hero who was a silver dragon and has been still on a quest to find two dragon skull halves to reunite and to light this beacon so he can get this crazy revenant army and some sort of mythical weapon which we'll find out more on later um but other than that let's jump into it roll the intro zach hear ye and get ye hype for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity, provided by our all-star role players and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Wonderful intro by friend of the show, Devin Silva. Stolos, you rolled Unstable Mutations, which for our viewers who don't know, uh, some of our characters has transformations that we're using from the Grim Hollow Guide. Marius is an angel, uh, Zach's a chronomancer, Stolos is an aberrant whore and wants to be more like their warlock patron, Hadar. So every day, Stolos has to roll on these Unstable Mutation charts, which I have copied below. You rolled a 31 
which is going to make today a little bit interesting. Your unstable mutation for today, Stolas, is you are only able to form one-word sentences in a guttural voice you do not recognize. <laughs> you can still cast spells with verbal components. <laughs> that is Wonderful. hilarious for so many reasons. So many reasons. <laughs> Our camera pans in from the sky, through the mist, in through the clouds and rain. Lightning strikes the tower as our players are still in Argon Vosthold, wrapping up their work. Uh, I assume you guys are leaving at this point, am I wrong? Actually, I had one more thing to request. If we're going after this witch, do you have an armory of anything of sorts that we could potentially use? In armory, Vladimir says. Hmm. Many of our revenants have been bound to their mortal form. Anything that is left by now is probably rusted and decayed. However, should you seek the audience hall to our left, you might be able to find a few items that might still be of use to you. Thank you. We'll go and take a look of that before we leave here. Alright. So, Zach, go ahead and pan out. I will just drag and drop all y'all over there. Uh, you enter uh, down this hallway, kind of to the left, um, thinking Vladimir as he extends his hospitality to you, to what looks like was once kind of a dining hall. Um, that is now just strewn with different weapons of all kinds. Um, you're able to make out a couple rusted swords and axes and bits and pieces of armor. Uh, go ahead and roll D100s for me here, Marius. And uh, Dean, since you guys are kind of looking to get armor here. I have rolled a 36. You said D100s? Yes, sir. A 96. 96. Wow. Um, you guys are able to find 1d4 full plate set of armor, kind of out of these pieces that are uh, laying around here. You're able to find two full sets of uh, rusted plate mail armor that, hey. while, while it's still kind of rusted, is still not quite as bad as it like really could have been. Um, you think, between the two of you, you could either piece together one whole brand new set for Marius for wings or burn as of this moment uh, if you were to have slag commission it well Baron I think we, we might be able to get something out of this uh, how are you looking would you prefer to wear it or may I, I acquire the armor um you know I'm feeling generous I already got this sweet helmet from the last time we found something. So why don't you take it, buddy? Ah, well, that is very generous of you. Thank you. I will do that, and let's take this down to Slag. But actually, since we've got a moment here in this room, Stolas, there's something that we need to discuss. Are you there? Is he here? Yes. Ancient and not your own voice. Yes. 
You know, you, you have a way around this. You have a class feature. Not to tell you how to play your character, but... <laughs> but there's a war, war... Oh, there's a warlock class. It's Max, damn it. God damn it. I can't, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but would Marius know this, A? And B, would Marius really want to touch mines with such an eldritch abomination? No idea. That's why I'm asking you. Yep, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're good. Uh, Stolas. There was something brought up a, bit, a while ago that I, I needed time to, to think about and contemplate. Count Strahd von Zorovich mentioned that you devoured Father Donovich in the village of Barovia. Why? Insight check? <laughs> I'm sorry, Stolas, I didn't really pick up. What did you say? <laughs> I can't do a guttural voice. I'm trying. That's all right. Uh, an insight check? On me? You, you said no, right? Yeah, I said no. <laughs> so, so <laughs> is that the truth or a lie? So I would like to perform an insight roll, Dungeon Master. Of course, uh, Stolas, if you are lying, go ahead and roll Deception and Marius Insight, as you have said. Okay. Oh man, I wish I could actually talk, though. What a bummer. Does Stolas have advantage on Deception checks for this, for her class feature? Mm. Odd or even, Stolas. Uh, I'll go with Odd. Ten. No, you do not have an... Uh, uh, wow! Advantage, shock, advantage. Thank you. Marius has rolled a twenty-three for his insight. Ooh! Damn! That's a fifteen plus eight. Let's see what Stolas can do. Sixteen. You know, it is not wise to lie to friends. Stolas, I'm going to have you make a constitution saving throw. Uh, DC 12. Constitution? Okay. Okay. You are able to hold your form uh, even under this intense pressure, being kind of trapped in your own mind, being able to scream multiple words, the only thing that comes out of your mouth is a voice that is not yours in one word sentences. Uh, you are still able to hold your bird-like form. Oh, thank God. <laughs> this is going to be so difficult, being unable to talk. That's amazing. Well done. <laughs> oh, thank Marius, goodness. Your insight gives you a couple things as well. Not only being able to tell that Stolas is lying, but Stolas typically is, is a chatty parrot, I guess, to put it in a bird terms, right? Like, usually if, Stola, if you're talking to Stolas or Stolas has an opinion, they let you know. So it's kind of odd that they're answering, and their voice sounds distorted and guttural. Ah, uh, chatty parrot. Stolas sucks weed. Mm. <laughs> Suck Marius. Oh. So Marius has told you it's unlies to lie to friends. What do you do, Stolas? Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I just feel so sick right now. 
but I think I, I think I'm doing all right. Um, first of all, wait, you can talk you now with your mind. Wait, I'm yes, talking with my you... mind or physically? I'm asking you. Yeah, I was just speaking yeah. out loud. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Hey. Yes, yeah. she can talk. Yes. Oh, That's I she rolled the Constitution saving yep. throw. Constitution oh, okay. saving throw. Um. Yeah, I. I don't even know what to say about that. You're you're gonna listen to the words of a despot dictator over me? I haven't hurt anybody. I've we have all witnessed you several times summon these black tendrils that consume and evaporate people in thin air. Well, yeah, but I've only ever done that to creatures who try to kill us. Insight roll. Yeah, if you're lying, uh, uh, go ahead and make deception and critical. Oh my, Nat- natural O-M-F-G, twenty, twenty-eight. FG Rick, thank you for your donation and natural twenty from Marius. Damn, dude. Topping out the scales. Solas, do you have any resources you'd like to use if you're going to keep trying to keep up this cruise? Uh, I mean, I think I have an advantage roll that I haven't used. Ooh. Yeah, let me consult the, uh... Oh, Discord. Because I don't know if I could beat a fucking 28, but... <laughs> you did just get proficiency in deception. Go ahead and I roll. Did. Yeah, Stolas, you have an advantage on a roll you have not used. Burn also has divine intervention he has not used yet. Okay. Well, um And my ask- Stony McBrony potion, which I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I won't make Dean use that. I'll just use advantage, I guess. On deception. Twenty one. <clears throat> Twenty-one, still not enough. Marius, you, your critical hit, first of all, well done. Second of all, Stolas, you have been caught in a second lie from Marius. Why do you continue to hide the truth from us? Who I'm... else have you consumed? The only creatures I've consumed, if you want to keep using that term, uh, are the ones that you've witnessed. That's it. <laughs> Deception check. <laughs> Marcus, if you're still inciting. Of course I am. I have rolled a 12 this time. 22 from Stolos. There you go. The, the, the tough part of that, though, to, is... That I know I did not witness you devour Father Donovich, but if what I have already caught you in a lie is that you have devoured him, why well, are you do why why are you doing this? Why do you do these things? What is the purpose I, behind I, it? I don't know what you're talking about. I never consumed the priest. For all I know, Strahd had somebody kill him. And he's trying to cause a rift here. I'm getting tired of this. At this point, I am going to uh, cast a zone of truth in here in the room. 
expending a second level spell slot. It's a one action cast, a 15 foot radius sphere centered on the point of choice, which would be within this room. Duration is 10 minutes. You create a magical zone that guards against any deception in a 15 foot radius sphere centered on the point of your choice within range. Until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw, and an affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. Ozal, Burn, Stolos, and Calamban, will you please make a charisma saving throw? I will willingly fail mine. Marius willingly fails his charisma saving throw. You may also do the same, for those of you who would like to, but those of you who would like to, Burn, Donbringer, a 21... I rolled a seven, seven, but I'm going to use a luck roll. Why? Oh, isn't this seems kind of a hide? Can't he use my ability? Which one? Don't I have something where they can like re-roll a saving throw? They get to add you. They get to add your charisma uh, modifier to their saving throw. Wait, am I rolling one too? Everyone is essentially. Okay. So, burn you passed. 21's higher than Marius' 16 spell save. Stolas rolled a 24. Really wish you would have used a portent on Stolas. Okay. Marius, you <coughs> can... I know. Can, I know who passed and who failed. I know. I was going to say, you, you can also petition your other people. I'm going to mute. I'm going to let you handle this. I'm Wait, what is the... what is Jesus, Calamang got a zero. <laughs> what is the... Uh, what was Savage. the difficulty of that? Uh, DC 16. Oh, uh, okay. So Ozaw failed. Yeah. And Matt... Um, Kalimban failed as well, and Stolas passed. So, Kalimban and Ozol cannot tell a lie based on their opinions in this zone of truth. And Stolas and Burn passed, which means they may do whatever you want, but uh, anyone who'd like to weigh into this may. Go ahead. Marius, I guess, take it away. Alright, so... And unfortunately, you have to make this tu- this roll every turn for the next 10 minutes that we're in here. So you may have points where you'll fail and succeed. But I'm tired of the lies. At this point, I think it's time we speak honest and truthfully. Why are you, are you motivated to use this ability to con- to make people disappear? Well, as I recall, I've only made creatures who try to injure us disappear, not people. But that being said, I do have an obligation to my deity to do so. I'll be 100% honest about that. Who is this deity that you worship? My deity is known as Hadar. May I make a religion roll, Dungeon Master? Uh, or do I know who Hadar is? That's a tricky one. Give me two seconds here. Let me... 
pull up his domain list here to see what you would roll. While you're checking for that, I'll chime in also with the, um, I guess under the guise of truth and say, I've seen Stolas <clears throat> use this ability twice, both times to consume enemies that have attempted us harm. Character voice. That is my character voice. What the fuck? I thought it was. I thought it was <laughs> Sorry. How dare you. The first was one of Morgantha's daughters as she sought to attack us while you were in the windmill. The second was one of Count Strahd von Zarevich's horses as it attempted to take our dearly departed terrace from our camp. It's true. I have used this ability in front of you. It's not like I'm trying to hide it. And I've as, been on... Oh. As, as Ozol and maybe even Byrne can attest who have known me for years. I've never wished or even attempted harm on my friends. And if I may, Marius, do we not recall that Father Donovich allowed his own priests to be killed by his son and was willing to hide the son and cover up the crime? Is he not... Oh, Hello. Go, no, go if, ahead. Finish, finish your thought. Have we not done such things in the service of our own gods? If you do not remember, before we had left, the man was in repentance. I had managed to reach through to him, and he was going to stay and help fix the wrongs that he had made after we ended the life of his child. Or the unlife of his child, I guess would be more accurate. And you trust that man to hold up to those ideals? Do you not see the land here as it is? Those that are, are, have children are motivated out of love to try and protect and deal with them. But I'm not saying that what he did was right. But he needed to be able to repent. And Stolas has stolen that opportunity from him by, by making him disappear in the night. I Allegedly. What if he was affected as well? Well, this Hadar, uh, what is yes. his tenants? Um, this is a perfect time for me to weigh in. Marius, uh, we have something kind of canon fun that we did with the Vistani, especially for you. And I believe you wrote it down somewhere, so you're going to have to refer to your notes. Each Vistani in our canon universe has a ring either on their ear or woven into their hair of a different material from each of the realms they have traveled to, being multiversal travelers. Oh, I'll get to you in a second about this, because this actually kind of is in your wheelhouse. Which realms has Marius traveled to Based on that is what the check I will ask you for, for, like, knowledge about Hadar. Ozal the Wise, this is your wheelhouse, so if you would like to make either History or Arcana to know more about Hadar, should you feel like you need to and or want to, it could influence how you feel or what you think. Just as I will uh, do Arcana, and it's 27. Hell yes. 27. Marius, 
While you're looking for your... Do you know your rings off the top of your head? I do. Go ahead. I, I have been to three locations. I've... Well, yeah, three. The Material Plane, the Feywild, and the Shadowfell, as the mists travel through the shadows. Ooh, the Shadowfell. So according to the cosmological wheel that I have pulled up, which is a diagram of how the universe is kind of split and weighted, the Shadowfell is actually a good area because there are pockets where it overlaps with the far realm and for your go ahead and make either an arcana or history check and i will tell you what you know about the far realm not a religion he mentioned it was a deity oh sorry yes religion will work as well say i will take a religion thank you as i roll a 20 ozal i'll start with you you know that the oldest scariest and most terrifying beings outside of our reality live in the far realm in this infested clusters of stars in realm space realm space is basically untamed creation where great old ones dwell they move and hibernate and they try to find slips and gaps into the universe kind of based on where our cosmology is now the way that i have rewritten barovia is that barovia the plane itself is a paradox. It both lives in the Shadowfell, in the mists, in its own prison-like contained universe, that also exists within the same field as the Far Realm, which is why Stolas can see their patron in the sky. Hadar, known as the Red Star, the one who hungers, he who devours, is a quote-unquote prince, for lack of the better words, a greater old one living in outer stellar space in the far realm their tenets is to feed and devour at all costs uh he is known as the endlessly hungry one Uh, without feeding he cannot grow and spread and infest more places without his infestation his chaos will never reign he is known for a couple of spells the arms of hadar the hunger of hadar the brood of hadar and so on um it is not by any means anywhere on the good side. Actually, pretty much any Elder God is not on the good side of the cosmological wheel. They are a form of chaos. They spread, they breed, and they destroy. And they are extremely prone to making people go mad for their secrets and forbidden knowledge that they bestow upon their followers. That was for Ozal. I'm going to wrap that into you as well. Yeah, for both of you. Since you rolled, we both rolled higher than 20. Ozal, you just know a little more because it's 27. Okay, gotcha. Hadar is a a deity of madness. Stolas, how did you get in contact with such a creature? Chaos. Capital C, not madness. Or chaos. Hadar is responsible for not only saving my life but keeping me alive as we speak why I I don't know what you would call the sickness in human terms but I was effectively born feeble and weak and dying and I wouldn't be alive right now 
if it wasn't for the fact that, for lack of a better term, I've made a deal to feed Hadar and live off of the energies that he provides me. And that doesn't bother you? Devouring people? Monsters and evildoers, but innocent human beings? Or innocent men and women or demi-humans? I'll say this. That we have, at the moment, a much bigger problem when it comes to Strahd. Apparently, we're about to go face a witch. I need all the power that I can get just to get through every day. I what don't do know what else that? to do. What do you mean by that? What happens if you do not feed him? I'll die. Will you? Yes. Why? Does he My have a, a, hold, a hold of your soul? A disease? I can cure a disease. That is not a problem. What affliction is it? I don't know. I was, I was born with it and it was killing me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I put bird flu in the chat. <laughs> oh man, I missed it. If it, that is something such as that is what you need, I could attempt to try and cure it myself. I am strong enough of a cleric to cure diseases. Or are you have or do you have other motivations on why you serve this Hadar? I other motivations? Are you willing to forego your allegiance with him if we can cure you of this disease? He is not a good deity to be worshipped. My own night mother has her own history as well. Not all gods are good, but he has always been what he is. That's one of the reasons we will have to go and fight the witch at some point. I don't know if you can help me anymore. Why? Whatever happens next, I want you, every single person in this room, to understand that I'm not interested in hurting any of you. What do you mean? What What is going to happen next? I'm going to show you all the extent of the corruption of my body. All right, here goes, Cody. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, still lost. 
You drop your focus on holding your, your main bird form. And Marius, I need you to make a... Actually, all of you can make a survival check to identify what Stolas has become. As you drop your form, the natural feathers... One. Oh, man. I got a 14. <laughs> the feathers begin to form into wriggling tendrils. 14 for burn as well. Each individual tendril branches off to make a perverted form. They're once beautiful wings and... Um, owl-like mane that they used to preen and, you know, kind of pamper themselves and really, really care for has now become a wriggling mass of small, elongated tendrils. Uh, the, the perverted form of what Stolas is. The horns have become black and they almost have these veins of red energy that run through the uh, inner sections of their horns kind of like uh if you look at like deer antlers they have different grooves and like notches in them of where they have growing rings and cracks uh stolos's eyes that were once a a vibrant um kind of golden hue on the outside that faded to a black iris now pulse with a dull red energy as their beak is cracked and black um they're slick and wet, and they fly with a perverted, unnatural gait. Their whole body kind of jitters and moves uncontrollably, almost rhythmically moving as you look at them. Stolas, for Burn and Ozol, is no longer the beautiful Alan you once knew. They have fully become an aberration. Like forever? Like forever. Like permanently. They are now an aberration. Wow. Hopefully we... They not too late to change the art. Mutated and warped. Marius. Well, another thing that would have happened as well is when, when I had cast the Zone of Truth and started concentrating on this spell, uh, my own form would have also revealed itself. As I have grown a second pair of wings, four in, in color now and for, fuller in, in size, I have a heavenly glow about my person uh, that's even. So now those that uh, you can just sense the, the, the goodness that essentially radiates off my being. Is Stolos an evil creature? Officially, their alignment has not changed. Uh, they still dwell within the realm of chaotic neutral, uh, being that Hadar is a deity of chaos, the big C, which for those of you who don't know, there are two driving factors in the universe of D&D. You have chaos and law, capital C, capital L. They are the building stones of which every conflict takes place of, right? Disorganization, organization, then you have the spectrums of good and evil within those chaos and laws, those who follow the laws and those who pervert them. So, Well, I have been undergoing changes as well, Stolas, but 
It looks like yours are a bit more profound than mine. Are you in pain? I'm always hungry. And nothing feels normal anymore. I think we need to try and solve this problem first before anything else, everyone. As you say that, Stolas, the third eye, both in your head and where your body opens up, almost like a wound on their forehead, is a perfectly round, large, protruding eye emits from their forehead. Are you the creature that Stolas devotes itself to? Watching and observing what we do as I look towards that eye? That's an answer for Stolas. Stolas, go ahead. Um, Cody, is it just the third eye or is it so your one of your powers is the the new visions that you have gotten um, that you can activate through a day. They're always active, uh, being that you're an aberration, but at the same time, fully revealing your true form. More facets as they gaze upon you, and their mind is trying to comprehend this nightmarish creature you have become. Smaller details and more facets begin to flush out the longer you're in your quote unquote real form. So that's that's up to you. If you want to flavor it as Hadar is now a part of you, and that when you see through your third eye, you're actually looking through the eyes of, of Hadar, I'm fine with it. But that's a roleplay call for you to play and not me. Like, I kind of want to do that, but I haven't planned for it, so I really don't know how it's to okay. handle it. Flow with it. We're, we're, in, we're, we're doing it live now, still lost. You do Ooh. you. Okay. If if there is something there, it's not interested in talking to you, Marius. It's just dead quiet in my head. It's always whispering. And for right now, it doesn't seem like there's anything there. Um, Ozal, actually. Apologies. Yes, Cody. Uh, before we hop back to Marius' perspective, even though I know this is kind of a dynamic between them, Ozal, you see this creature now. How do you feel? What's what's going through Ozal's head? And then burn your next as a heads up. Uh, I'm concerned that my friend is gone. But being that Stolas is still answering and seems fairly... Um, there, I don't know how to feel about it. I am concerned, though. Burn? Um, Burn is is also concerned, but more so concerned with how Marius is being. One, I, Burn has known Stolas for years at this point. Um, and two... You know, Burn is is a um, he doesn't really understand what's going on with the deity per se, 
But he does know that, you know, no one should be telling anybody who to worship and how to worship. So for Burn, he's kind of like upset at Marius, like basically questioning Stolas into abandoning their god. So that's kind of where like morally Burn stands. Because he knows that Stolas, you know, in his eye wouldn't hurt a fly, which in reality is not true, but Burn doesn't know that. I mean, in yeah, reality, would... the only the only evidence that he has is that he has a gut feeling or can tell that Stolas is lying. But there's no physical proof that Stolas has ever done anything wrong. Right. I would you... add... Sorry, right. just briefly. No, no, go ahead. Um, Ozal doesn't have a god. Um, obviously, there are magic gods that Ozal respects, like Mistra, but... I mean, generally speaking... Like, where Stolas's powers may come from Hadar and Dawn and Marius from their gods, respectively. Ozal's magic comes from knowledge. But Ozal's also feeling a bit uneasy about, like, if this is Stolas's god, it's no different than, like, Burn killing someone for his god, like, in the name of his god, or Marius killing someone in the name of their god. And, frankly, I Ozal personally doesn't feel that Father Donovich... Just because he absolved for his sins doesn't necessarily make him innocent or a good person. Uh, because there was, if you recall, when we went in the temple, there was dead bodies everywhere. Like, it was a massacre in there. Um, so that's how Ozov feels. Sorry about that, Caliban. Yeah, Mark, go ahead. How do you how do you feel gazing upon this eldritch horror? As a warrior, I feel safe. Um, I'm not worried about, I can handle myself about being consumed. And if anything, I, I don't want, I, I like having weapons in war. And death to me, uh, it only means, it only means the enemy. I don't, I don't think about, I don't think about it that way. I do, I understand the concern. And if we can, if we can somehow give, uh, Stolos clarity... And uh, more power to herself or himself. Um, I think we should we should think about it. You know what I mean? If there's something that can be done, you know, because I do trust Stolas to to you know, I've I've been to battle. We went to war, so I'm not overly concerned. But if we can do something about, you know, because if I could consume somebody, trust me, I would. <laughs> and I wouldn't think about it twice, probably. And he would especially my enemy. I would do it just for the hell it. of it. I don't even <laughs> need to consume power. So maybe it's. I'm glad I don't have that god because I'd be. Uh, I'd be a number one. That's for sure. <laughs> Footsteps begin to sound in the hallway, coming closer towards you, uh, Marius. What do you do? I'll return my form back to uh, the humanoid-looking Marius that I hold. Uh, at which point, also, the zone of truth is going to fade. I think we need to do something about this. But this is not the best location to continue this conversation. Bahamut is a deity of good and doesn't believe in the thi these sorts of things. And I wonder what your faith is really about, if that's who you worship. 
I am trying to redeem the Night Mother and the poor actions and beliefs that have been put upon her after centuries of suffering and people that you see here in the land of Barovia. That is my redemption that I am trying to prove for her that she is truly a, a decent deity to be worshipped. Consuming people out of hunger and for no other reason is not a good thing. We haven't seen Stolas consume people. Yes, we have. Stolas has been consuming monsters and creatures that would do us harm. Who are you to say that his, he's not free to worship who he wants? I'm confused. Let me just say that. But to tell Stolas that he should abandon his god is Do you not look at the, the transformation that is happening upon him for worshipping such a creature? You've transformed? Bahama has not granted me wings, let alone four. How am I supposed to say that whatever god chose this form is right over the one that chose yours? Burn. I appreciate what you're saying, but I believe Marius has my best interest in mind. Thank you. Well, Marius, hey, if I may, you mentioned the Night Mother is not a perfect deity herself. Perhaps on the road you may tell us what she has done and more about your god. Goddess. I think it, I can do that. That's there's something we can discuss on our way to try and find Van Richten. And maybe Van Richten could have some ideas on how to solve what is going on with Stolas. As I, I don't know anything of this new, new affliction that is affecting you. Maybe there's a way we can manage it. You seem to be able to do a bit of that on your own. But I think we need to set ground rules on who to handle and who not to. For instance, no innocent or civil innocent civilians here uh, within the land of Barovia. I think we can all agree to that, can we not? I can agree, agree to it. Innocence, totally. yes, I agree. I just ask that for everyone that's in this room who's unfortunately never seen a creature like me that we focus as much as we can on Strahd trying to eliminate him because he is by far the ugliest thing about this place. He is terrible and he has subjugated this entire land of people for who knows how long, thousands of years. Supposedly, my people say it's a close to half a millennia at this point. Jeez. Half a but millennia I, too long. I agree that if you ever sense that you are losing yourself, tell me, and I will end your suffering. Personally. Well, well it's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever offered me at this point. I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world, but if Stolas 
believes that Marius is right, then I stand by any decision that the group makes in regards to Stolas. Excellent. At which point I will open the door here behind me. Let's go. The Revenant, who is just about to knock, is somewhat surprised at the door being opened, and he says, I thought you had gotten lost in the castle. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, we are good. We will be leaving and making our way for the road. Okay. You make your way down and out and back to the Prima Vista. Now, uh, just real quick, Cody, uh, am I able to concentrate on my old form, or is it, am I just now, like, squidly creature? Hmm. You, yes. So, you can choose to conceal your form. Uh, 100%. Um, there will be certain times that I ask you to make a constitution saving throw to either override your current um, like transmutation um, effect that you have to roll every day or under moments of stress when you start to wane. So Marius focusing on a spell causes him, he, he, I can either have him make like a constitution saving throw to like really hold back his Seraph form or he can choose to just you know stop concentrating on it so he can have full concentration on the spell that he's going through. So, kind of depends. I mean, the real question now is it's kind of like the Batman Bruce Wayne question. Like, who is actually the mask? Is it Batman the mask or is Bruce Wayne the mask, right? Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I ask is that um, Stolas is already kind of weird and kind of weirds people out as a bird. <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> yes. want to go into a potion shop or a bar and, like, look like this and scare everybody. <laughs> You, I do believe. Do you, you still have your Eldritch invocation to like uh, disguise self? Uh, yeah, I do have that. Well, see, that's another tool you have there in case it starts to slip. You could just bloop. Got cast that gotcha. as well. Okay, thanks for clearing that up. Of course. Uh, yeah, you guys pile back into the Prima Vista. Ozol, you summon the horses. Trundle is at the lead as you head out to go meet Van Richten. Uh, Slag has not accompanied you here. He has stayed behind in Velaki, uh, just for better clarification for you, Marius. So should you want to wrap up that quest, um, there are two ways you could go. Uh, let me pull up the ward map here. Um... Where did I... Oh, there it is. I thought Slag was going to make armor. He is, but he is... You guys had him come out of the cart. He asked if he could set up shop in the town, the new town of Velaki so he could have oh, the town, right? So if you're headed to Van Richten's Tower, that is the V over here, um, you can choose to go straight there and then back to Velaki, or you can detour to Velaki, drop off the armor for him to make, and then back to Van Richten's Tower. Or vice versa, right? You could go there first and then back. Uh, I can, uh, we can take care of that when we need to go back to Velaki, I, I guess, for now. It's, I think going to see Van Richten would be more pertinent. Okay. Off 
to the Tower of Venrichten. Um, anyone need anything before we head there? Nope. I, I think Stolas needs an aspirin. <laughs> One fantasy aspirin coming up, Stolas. Alright, um, who is driving? Who is sitting and who else is doing what? So that I can kind of set your character tokens up here. Burns usually the one driving. Okay. Ozo? Uh, I'll be sitting at the uh, helm with Burn. Okay. On his left or his right? Um, I, I don't know if that matters. Bright, probably. Okay. <laughs> probably All right. right. Doesn't matter to you, but it could matter to me. Stolas, what are you doing? Um, I'll, I can't, I think I'll probably just be hanging out in like the, I guess like the, the cabin area in the middle, kind of near the kitchen. I, I don't remember, I don't see the picture here, but it's basically like the gathering room, I guess. Right, right. The, uh, on the assault deck, the, the map room or the, the war room, as I yeah, called yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Caliban, are you riding turret? Yeah, I, I think I, I like riding in the back, just looking for for some for some some wreckage. All right, you are on the warthog turret, Marius. I'm going to be in my room of the uh, Prima Vista, praying. I will need guidance on how to proceed forward with what's going on with Stolas. Uh, it's going to take a few days to get there, is it not? It is. I would like to attempt to uh, cast a lesser restoration and a a cure uh, or remove curse on him, if Solas will allow me to. See if that has any effect on what's going on with him. Go ahead, man. Go for <laughs> okay. it. Um, I need you to roll a d twenty for both, and go ahead and read off what those First two things one. do for the audience. So lesser restoration is a one action touch. Instant, you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. And I would attempt to try and do that. Uh, I would get a 3 with that roll, and my spell bonus would bring it to an 11. Uh, I have to roll as well? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. This is solely for Marius. Marius, you reach out with your divine magic, which I think we have kind of canon made, or maybe it's my own headcanon, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it almost looks like galaxies of night uh, or black smoke or, you know, some sort of other visage of darkness. Um, Twisting sky of twilight. Exactly, yes. As you reach out and your eyes you know, kind of glaze over with the power of your deity, which in this case is the the, the, dar the darkness of night, uh, you touch Stolos with lesser restoration, and on a three... You decide to touch her right in her third eye. Or their third eye, sorry. His his third eye. As you do that to try and rid this mutation, for lack of a better word, you see it. It physically connects with your mind, and you take 12 psychic damage. You see the infinite swirling abyss of teeth with this star-sized eye with hundreds of serrated rotating teeth and tentacles and it laughs at you and your spell fails the 
That is not good. My... Ah! My head! Stolas. This creature is quite content to keep its clutches on you. Uh, I will need to rest and prepare something a bit stronger. I will try something else tomorrow. At which point I would try and cast a remove curse upon him the next day. Okay. Are you going back in for the eye again, or are you trying somewhere else? Uh, I, w I would try the same spot. Okay. So if that's I believe that is where the source of it, the problem is. So remove curse is... Uh, one creature or object at your touch. All curses affecting one creature or object end. If the object is a cursed magic item, its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object so it can be removed or discarded. And you asked for a d20 roll for that as well. Yes. I will provide you a 24 uh, with my spell bonus. Stolas, are you on any level resisting to giving up your new form. Are you wanting to give it up, or are you wanting to stay what you are? I think to some degree Stolas is more scared about the consequences of giving it up because uh, as far as my headcanon is concerned he was born with like a wasting disease and mm -hmm. he knows that the only reason why he's alive is the curse. So I'm going to go ahead and say that there is definitely a part of him that is too scared to really give it up. Okay. Marius, you get a discharge of energy um, as your spell begins to take hold. You can feel the Night Mother's reach. And in some ways, it's almost like the uh, her spirit touches out and touches your hand. You can physically see it, this godlike being touching you while you touch Stolos. Um, and the moment you make contact, it's as if you are touching a wall. You can't fully place your hand upon Stolos as the spell fails. I'm sorry. I have failed you. Honestly, I... I was worried something was going to happen to you if you tried, so... It's probably well, best for now if you don't commune with it. I will need to pray and think. But I will make sure that I help free you of this affliction and return you to your beautiful feathered self. Am I not beautiful now? Do you not remember what you showed us yesterday? Are you content with that form? For one that used to love preening yourself? You no longer have feathers. This is merely a disguise. And Stolas, you know this to be true, because typically when you bed down, you normally wake up with, you know, some feathers that have been disheveled into whatever nest you make. As of lately, you have not been shedding any feathers of any kind. Sad face. All I got is slimy tentacles now. Wriggling, milky, white, slimy tentacles. Oh, Guys, I am so excited to draw this. <laughs> there, oh, wow. That, that's the... Um, oh, God, what spell is it? Evard's uh, black tentacles that are described as being 
Milky White, which is anyways, it was a joke. Um, they're like black and red is Stolas's main colors, black, red, and purple. Gotcha. Is that why Vervain waited to do your figure or your drawing last? Oh, so dope. We love her art. Um, no spoilers, Dean. Um, yes, Zachary. Oh, I was just gonna ask how the journey was going, like if we needed to roll for um, encounters or anything like that. Nope, I will have you guys, those of you who need to do daily rolls, uh, obviously you guys get a full rest over the next two days, so go ahead and heal yourselves to max. Um, what about max? Maximum oh, yeah. HP. <laughs> Your spell slots are back. Uh, those of you who need to make portent rolls, portent <laughs> I rolls. did a 31 again. <laughs> Stolas, you can't oh, get that's the same hilarious. two a day, so you have to roll D100s again. Or you can't get the same two back-to-back. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's written at the top, thank God. Um, I'm going to private chat you a question, Cody. Mm-hmm. I got a 38 that time. Alrighty. Uh, where did I put that? Check private Unstable mutations. If it's the same thing. Because <laughs> I know it's like a range. <clears throat> Your legs become less responsive. <laughs> and difficult to move. Your movement speed decreases by 10 feet. For the day. Again, my four feet. Um, yeah. As we arrive to Van Richten's castle, can you tell us like if it's raining, if it's day, night? Yes. Sorry, I was getting there. Uh, I had to answer your private that. chat. Uh, it is inspired by that. Zach Zach asked okay. about a character I named. I thought it would be fun. Flavor text wise, this character was not given a name. It was just called Battle Tiger. And I've been watching a lot of the Castlevania series lately. So I was going to say, is that a Castlevania reference? It is. <laughs> well, well done, Brian. You have found my Easter egg for this episode. I was just watching Batman versus Dracula, which is actually a really banger movie. And he oh, introduces dude, himself better. as Doctor Alucard, and I was like, "Is that Dracula? Alucard? That's how he says it. It's Alucard, but you know. Okay. Well, you know what? You do you. I'm not going to make fun of you. I love you guys. Oh, I'm going to make fun of him. Go ahead. You have my permission as Dungeon Master. You arrive to a very <laughs> interesting scene. Um, standing roughly ten feet apart is a woman that looks like this. She has um, curly black hair, uh, a, like a, a peg leg almost, like some sort of mechanical leg. She's holding a large silvered sword. Her horse is behind her. Uh, Van Richten's all-white saber-toothed tiger, who we have named Alucard, um, is kind of in this prowling pose, sniffing at the air and, like, growling really low as Van Richten kind of holds his cane out towards her, uh, his hat drawn. Uh, a streak of lightning flashes through the midday sky, being that you guys have kind of arrived around noon. It's raining again because it's, you know, it's basically Portland. So, you see the mist kind of rolling across the floor as the Prima Vista pulls up, parks, and the gangplank is dropped. How would you like to proceed? 
do we sense conflict? That's a really broad question. Can you narrow it? So he, he has his cane out, but I mean, you I don't think that we've seen this lady, but exactly. <laughs> so um, I don't want to be the guy that just randomly attacks someone that we're not supposed to be attacking. So do we feel threatened by this lady at all? Or do we or do we feel worried for Van Richten? Give me an insight check, since you are the first coming down the gangplank. Or you have posed yourself to be the first coming down the gangplank. Uh, 15? You get the sense it's a pissing contest of some sort. Okay, perfect. That's all I need to know. Uh, Van Richten's hat kind of is shadowing his face, but you get an imperceptible turn to you and a nod uh, as you come down the stairs, Ozol. Who's next behind Ozol? I will go next. Marius, how do you approach this situation? I'll walk, kind of walk up and notice a, a Vistani woman and uh, take a curious look at her. Um, one family? She raises... Well, hold on. She's holding her sword. She stabs her sword into the ground and brings both hands to her chest, making an unbroken circle as you get a nod with her return one people. Sister, what are you doing here? As I look over towards Van Richten. Van Richten uh, coughs into a handkerchief and he says, My apprentice. And she spits and she says, I was your apprentice, Van Richten. I was. And they kind of just continue to stare back and forth at each other, kind of not necessarily fully hostile, uh, as Van Richten kind of looks to both of you. And he says, It's cold. Come, we should get into the tower. The devil has eyes everywhere. Uh, he will pick up his cane and uh, whisper to his tiger to follow in, in Elven, for those of you who speak Elven, uh, as it begins to follow into this building. Uh, Van Richten walks up, uh, walking past you, Ozol, kind of putting his hand on you, smiling, as he walks over to the door that has been propped open uh, and holds it open for all of you to enter. What a guy. I will give him and his apprentice a bow. And then begin walking towards the castle. Alright. Uh, tower. Sorry, not castle. I'm sorry, tower. You're good. Uh, he... Nope, go ahead, Marius. What are you going to say? Who are you, fair lady? I am Marius Rodari. She says, I am Ismerelda de Venere. And she kind of gives you a full nod. Uh, you can tell she has multiple rings in her hair. Uh, some planes you recognize, some you don't. Uh, she's a very battle-hardened looking woman. Uh, just kind of at a plain glance, she has a silvered sword sword that uh, you can see, a hand axe, a rapier. Um, she's the type of person that has had 
multiple levels of battle experience. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you. And you're obviously well-traveled. I do not recognize some of your rings. Uh, she gestures to two, um, one of which is a kind of beautiful sapphire, almost like an unbroken, um, perfectly complete sapphire that has been forged into a ring. And she says, plane of water. And then one that is a marble white. She says, plane of air. Uh, and then one made of, like, this granite. She says, plane of earth. Very dangerous. Come. We shall have tea with the old man and talk outside of here. Um, for lack of a better term, or I guess to save some time, you guys spend the next ten minutes walking into this tower. Uh, there is essentially a platform that lowers in the middle of the tower. Uh, ten feet wide. Each of these squares is ten feet. The two of you are able to go up at a time. Van Richten kind of stands in this lower section over here. Um, by all this detritus, there are four large stack shoes. Um, all of which resemble warriors. Um, Ozol, if you're detecting magic, you get the sense that they are probably some sort of golem. Copy that. Um, I will blink uh, Vor for now, so I'll kind of gesture and he'll disappear to uh, a different realm. Okay. Perfect. Um, you begin to stand one on either side. Van Richten will go first uh, with Esmeralda. And they begin to each grab one side of the chain. And he says, I'll send it down when we get back down. Solas, close the door behind you. Um, as they begin to grab each side of the chain, hoisting themselves up one floor at a time. Uh, takes about a couple minutes until you guys get to the top. After some time, you reach the pinnacle. Go ahead and scroll up, Ozol. Um, and I have some text to read to y'all. So you've been here before. You know about the, the wizard's tower door. Uh, Van Richten gave you a clue last time that there's some some sort of dance you can do to uh, make it so you don't get shocked by lightning, though uh, he said follow the patterns on the door. The scaffolding is just molding, and the tower itself is just looks like it's been abandoned for some time. Um, each floor has just detritus for the first three floors. So broken beams, broken boxes, broken crates. The tower itself is this thick, thick granite that is unevenly stacked that you get the sense that it's being held together somehow magically. Whatever tower is protecting the tower, the, whatever magic is protecting the tower is also preserving the stone it is laid upon. As you get to the top, it still kind of smells moldy and damp and dank. There's a cot, there's a desk, and there's a book floating kind of behind Stolas. This is the cleanest level of the four levels. You have an excellent view of the bay behind you, this giant lake, the woods around you. There's little slits for arrows that can be open and closed. Um, it's a very fortified location. Um, he kind of walks over to the, the fireplace here 
and sets a kettle for tea and uh, kind of gestures you to make yourselves at home. Thank you. So, we are getting ready to make our way to the marshes of Berez. What do you both know of that land? <laughs> they, they both humph simultaneously uh, in laughter and then kind of look at each other. And then Esmeralda gives a slight smile and uh, Rudolph's eyes kind of twinkle just a little bit for just a moment uh, for that sense of familiarity, but still tension there. He says, you're going to fight the witch, eh? Well, I... Care. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Nope, nope, go. Okay, well, he says in character to you. He says, I also have been gathering information about the devil and his people. Uh, he says, I happen to have stumbled across a book. And he kind of gestures behind Stolas. Stolas, behind you <coughs> is a large tome kind of floating in the air. Um, that looks like this. Kind of this red-bound tome with this gothic-looking face. Lots and lots of books. He says, I have been working my way through transcribing the language inside of it. Though, uh, I will say it is quite a unique language. Not from this realm. And I have a sense that it is Kazan's spellbook. Though, also historical log seems to serve many purposes. Um, anyways, I have found a library full of information that I have been sifting through one at a time, which more hands, the better, eh? Uh, what is what it you wish to know in? about the, uh, he kind of, uh, as you cut him off mid-sentence, he looks at you and he says, I, <sighs> some ancient dialect of Eldar, it's an elder Eldar form. Some, some sort of elven tongue. Uh, I've been scrapping it together with the other books that I possess. Uh, picking out words and phrases and... Stamina <sighs> knife ears. So hard to transcribe. Hmm. But please, if you would like to take a look at it, you may. But... I, I am formulating a plan for our attack on the devil himself, though I fear that my cover has been blown. Rooktop. It most certainly is. The devil was asking about you when we dined with him recently. He kind of slams the hand down on the table and he's like, you had dinner with that beast? Damn it, it all owes all. I didn't want to go either, so... It was more of a forced invitation. Go figure. Uh, Esmeralda also kind of scoffs as she kind of bows to each of you in turn. She says, ah, yes. The, this is my strained acquaintance and former mentor, I guess, men mentoree, Esmeralda Devonair. She has come to help me kill the Double Strahd, and I believe she will be on our side, though she has little love for me. All that matters is that she hates Strahd. Works for me. 
So, would the two of you monster hunters be willing to go and hunt down a witch? Um, there's kind of this moment of a... a give, give me insight, Marius, or those of you who also want to know. A 15 for Marius. A 25 for Ozal. All right. There's a moment of hesitation between the two. Like, they have already kind of talked through a plan of some sort. Uh, or their correspondence or their you meeting them here is not by accident. It's by design. Whether you know that or not. And as well, the pipes up and she says, No. I am headed to the village of Velaki. I believe our dearest Irina needs an escort anywhere she needs to go. We have received word from our spies that Strahd in intends to kidnap her within the week. So, I will go to her aid. Van Richten, though, will be more than willing to accompany you. And he kind of nods. He takes his hat off, wiping his brow. Um, he pulls back one curtain on the tower uh, and kind of looks through its edge. As he shakes his head and he says, the wolves are back. It's the third time this week. They're just waiting for us to leave the tower. <sighs> Damn him. He kind of mutters under his breath as he closes the curtain again. Uh, he will walk over to the ladder. And uh, he begins to kind of put these stakes through the chain so the ladder itself is held in place. He says, I doubt they'll be able to breach the tower's walls, but it never hurts to have a backup plan. Come, Ozol. We have much to discuss. He walks over to the book and begins to read from it. Um, as he does so, slowly but surely, a portal appears that he gestures to. He said, for those of you interested, you may come with me. Oh, I'm going. I will go also. You step through winding passages uh, and end up in what looks like a disaster of a library. There are books strewn everywhere as you step out. This portal persists in its entirety. And Van Richten says, Behold! The Library of Kazan. Books and knowledge and tomes and scattered works of the Barovian people. What do you know of him? He turns to the group. We believe you may have brought us to this realm, though... He, nor, he neither confirmed nor denied it. Kazan. You have oh, spoken just kidding. to him. Sorry, Strahd. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Strahd. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Marius? This is the first that I am hearing of this name. And rightfully so. He begins to kind of stroll forward. See, Kazan was the architect behind Castle Ravenloft. Um, Arch Magi in his own right. He came to this land shortly after Strahd conquered it. Um, 
he had machinations upon it, seeing how Strahd ruled with an iron fist. From the text that I've been able to piece together, it seems that he has pursued some form of lichdom. There's some mention of the Amber Temple. And then, of course, ripped out pages and redacted works of his demise. It appears Strahd put him in the ground before he could do too much harm. However, he was able to secret away a library of knowledge. I have looked extensively for magic, and while there is not a lot, there is history. And I believe that this book that we stand in is part of the key to uncoding Strahd's weakness. Now, the other key we need lies in the Swamp of Berez. I believe the witch holds the Tome of Strahd, his personal journal. A book of knowledge and magic, history of past, an unfiltered look into Strahd's life written by his own hand. There is a section I cannot access, the restricted section. I've used all of my magic at bear. I've had Esmeralda been in here to look. But I have been able to find some maps and some histories of, the ma of this world. Please, we will keep together in here tonight. Um, scour the shelves, whatever you're looking for. Hopefully, I can kind of lead you in some directions. And we will set out for the swamp tomorrow. Van Richten, if I may, yes. a word. And I'll um, kind of pull him aside. And um, I will cast Minor Illusion and um, give him an illusion of the Tyrannosaur that was summoned by the Deva and sort of like almost like projector play for him like what happened and say are you familiar with beasts such as this? He looks in awe he kind of stroking his clean shaven face I have heard stories of creatures that one, once walked the plains of such a nature. What is your inquiry here, Ozol? I've recently learned the polymorph spell. Mm. And I believe knowledge of such beasts and others like it may be very useful in our future encounters with the devil and perhaps even the witch. Do you know where I may find any literature in this library about such creatures? He kind of strokes his face. He kind of begins to look around the library, uh, thinking at this scattered mess of books. He says, beasts, beasts, beasts. Hmm. That section's anthropology. Um, ah. Archaeology. Far right. Over here, Ozol. And he kind of points over the book stacks. He says, I... You might be able to find something in that section, though I'd, I'd say this place is a terrible mess. There are more books than I could read in a lifetime. I have sorted out the important ones to the table, but this section down here should be well, what you're looking for. And then I'll also let him know well, I'll say thank you, Van Richten. I'm going to spend some time in this section of the library tonight. 
You know, I also th thought it would be pertinent to let you know that Strahd has resurrected a former body of mine. He now goes by the name Ozal the Defiler. He's a black mage. He rides a beast. It seems he can absorb damage for this wizard. I know there's been another mage in the mountains, but now we have to deal with two of them. Perhaps one day we can seek out the Defiler and put an end to his reign. Does he possess your power, Ozol? It's very hard to tell. He does not have a crystal such as I, though, as mentioned, he was able to divert a magic missile, which, as you know, is very difficult. I don't know what powers he has learned or what gifts the devil has bestowed upon him, but I do believe... He is dangerous, and he has made a threat on my life. Let me ask you this, Ozol. I am a seasoned hunter of man and beast and vampire. I have hunted most anything that mortal men could not even bear to look at. But you, Ozol, possess the gift of reincarnation. Do you have a weakness? Is there something we could exploit from your past against such a being? For truly, if he is made from you, or of you, or parts of you, or what have you, perhaps his weakness is also yours. I'm not sure. I know I was killed with a blow that would have killed the normal man in that form. And my conscious was transferred to this body by a wonderful Vistani witch. I am aware of Madame Ava. The spits to the side. Believed my old body was destroyed, but I've recently found out this was not the case. I believe capturing this character, the Defiler, may be the best path. And I have a place that he can be kept securely. At any rate, he carries with him a magic ring. I'll cast Minor Illusion again and kind of show him what it looks like. That changes the race of the user. At present, he is Yanti. Though, if he has unlocked the ring's secrets, he may appear as many other forms. This ring cannot stay in this realm. It's too dangerous. Though I have a place that it may be taken for safekeeping. What would happen if I killed you and dismembered you, Ozal? Would you simply find a new body? Would you come back as just a sentient head? Could we bind him? I think binding him would be the best. If you killed me, I would rise... And an innocent soul would die. And I would wake as if nothing happened. At least that's what I believe. Hmm. Well, I shall set my spies to find this being. And we shall make plans to put him in the ground permanently. 
Thank you, Dr. Van Richten. And I'll step uh, aside and uh, begin going through the literature that you pointed me to. Um, to make my um, searching more uh, productive, um, I'm going to cast a few ritual castings of Unseen Servant and cast several sirs to help me look through the books and uh, see if that might help me find... That is so cool. <laughs> I'm just, uh, sorry, I just had to say that. Can we do the serve voice, Cody? Actually, Our now it's going to be Magnus. It is Magnus. <laughs> as per what we kind of talked about. So your... Oh, I thought that was just your, for the uh, detect magic, but this is even better. To your eyes, it's Magnus. To everyone ah, else, I the see. Unseen Servant is invisible. But as as we had discussed out of game, kind of to put this mentor figure... I'm going to pause this sound because this is not the right... We'll, we'll come back to ambiance. Yeah. As we have discovered, um, to everyone else, your spells, what you see and what you hear are in your own head. Magnus being the teacher or a teacher of Merlin, a predecessor of Merlin, and current wielder or protector of the Shard of Tenebris, um, has come to your aid. So as part of your second level of Chronomancer, we have flavored it that when you use spells that involve like detect magic or identify, or in this case, Unseen Servant, instead of it just being... The spell itself, to you, it is fully the Archmage himself, Magnus the Red. Uh, and as you do so, he begins to sift and look uh, through multiple pages and books and tomes and scraps uh, as you also spread out for your search. So I will have you roll D100s three times, and then I'll come back to you, and we'll talk about what you find. Copy that. Stolas, you wandered off somewhere. Where did you go? Uh, Dolas is checking out all the books with like the gold inlaid spines, um, and he's sort of ignoring all the rest. Okay. He's enjoying himself. He loves libraries. Is there anything in specific you're looking for? Um, I would ideally like to find any information on. I don't know. Uh. I, I guess, like, just surviving the swamp. Like, if there's any information about what's in the swamp, or... Um... Do you ask for Van Richten's help at all, or do you just want to wander? Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll ask him for that. I'll ask him for help. Okay. Excuse me, a doctor. Hmm, yes. Ah, still lost. For our journey tomorrow, do you have any books... Uh, that you know of in here, since you have so many, uh, that might help us with any creatures or, or dangerous plants that might be in the swamp? Uh, yes, try the, the far right, um, closest to the restricted section. There is an entire shelf on survival in different elements. Uh, I, be I believe swamps is going to be on the third shelf down uh, on the right. So if you head this way, and he'll kind of walk you over. Zach, if you want to zoom out a little bit. And up, kind of to this section over here. 
and he shows you a small bookshelf that is centered all around the skill survival, uh, specifically. Um, it'll tell you about like swamp topography, how to navigate a swamp, uh, creatures to be aware of in a swamp, um, potential threats in swamps like hags and merfolk and uh, other such applicable creatures, right? Right. This will be very helpful. Thank you, Doctor. He nods. Uh, Marius, looks like you're next. Go ahead. On the rick, then. So, th what do you know of the witch Baba the Saga? He gestures to the table in front of you. He says, I have the entire history of Perez, as told to me by a Vistani tradesman. Um... I have transcribed some of my own books and found some other histories scattered in here as well. What is it that you'd like to know? Particularly what their capabilities are, if she she has some. I've gotten inklings that she may have tied herself to the Night Mother in some way. I will wish to remove that tie, if we can, when we confront her. He um, kind of sifts through, and he says, Do you want the short or the long of it, Marius? Well, we have time, so you could tell us the long of it if you would desire. From what the records show, Berez was once the, the main hub, if you will, the epicenter of Barovia before it was conquered. Um... It gets muddled in here, and this is kind of where I'm trying to look for a key. There's a legend that Strahd's bride, um, post-Strahd taking over, was slain. However, the history books are inconsistent. I don't understand. He has... Souls do not leave Barovia. We know this to be fact, right? They're stuck. Theoretically, and... Again, I would need the Tome of Strahd to decode some of this or to confirm some of my theories. Strahd's Bride is then stuck here as well, which we believe is the link between Irina, why he is obsessed with her. By all accounts, in any ways, Strahd's Bride, reincarnated, lived in Berez. Somehow they were killed by the Burgomaster, or the townspeople, it's, it's muddled. And it is says that Strahd's Wrath being the land, open the floodgates to swallow and destroy all of Berez, cursing all who live there to walk as ghosts. They are bound to this place. Now, the witch is more interesting. From what I can piece together, I believe Babala Saga and the Night Mother are one. Uh, from different books on the Amber Temple, it appears to be whatever forces, these dark forces that rule this land, play integral roles. I believe that's where Strahd's power comes from. Again, we need the tome to confirm this, or maybe a trip to the Amber Temple. But these forces, the Night Mother was one of them. She is a dark power of Barovia. Wicked, evil. Wrathful, vengeful, whatever power you're channeling is not the Night Mother's. Or it is. I, 
my my knowledge of cleric is limited. I am a man of science. I am a man of magic. I understand them in a clinical and textbook form. Faith is something that is, no offense, Marius, worthless. You are... Jesus Christ. Putting your faith <laughs> in a being that is so powerful and so old that it shaped the universe, supposedly. How can you draw divine power that is good from something that is evil? So, I believe you're channeling something else that is not the Night Mother. Or, the powers bestowed to you are a spark of the Night Mother. Or, you have been deceived from the start. Those are the only three instances in which I can see your power actually being good. The witch that has been bound to her in mortal form... If she was to die, one of two things happens. Either A, the spirit which lives inside of her that is now probably corrupted from this evil creature will be reborn as some sort of new god or dark power or unleashed, which could have drastic effects for you if you are channeling her power. Or B, it is slain, and her mortal form is killed, and that power is gone. I cannot say, because I do not believe in such things. We also know from certain records that it appears that Babalasaga was there when Strahd was born, either as a wet nurse or some sort of mother-like figure, though we have records to say that this is not Strahd's mother, mother per se, but potentially a love child of King Beroff, Strahd's father? I don't know. I, I have many questions. If anything, this library has prompted more questions, which is why we need the tome, and I would really, really, really like to study it with you so that we can come up with a game plan for taking down the devil himself. That's what I know. I know she's a very powerful, evil demigod, essentially. And she holds this tome? From what I can tell, yes. Every spy that we have sent to the swamp or creature that I've tried to talk to that is not under Strahd's control, and from what I have heard from the servants of the devil himself who cannot lie under the influence of certain charms of mine, she holds a key to his past. Now, did Strahd say anything to you at dinner about this witch? Has he offered any reward for any item she possesses? Anything? No, because I, I did ask about her, and he basically told me about her connection to the Night Mother. Um, he didn't speak much about her, though, as, as I was hoping. Mostly that even he doesn't bother her. Which, if the Lord of the Domain does not bother a creature, that means it's, it's quite powerful. Well, we have records showing that she is potentially the oldest creature in Barovia. Even older than Strahd. Though, I, I don't know how much stock to put in that. Say, if she is older than... Uh... It's 
it'll be interesting to find out. How could she live for such a long time? I mean, Strahd himself has become an undead being to continue beyond mortal years. Hmm. I do have a section on witches and rituals. Perhaps cross-referencing there could help us? We should. I think we should do that. All right. Um, we spoke with the paladins of Argonvostholt, uh. and they mentioned something else. They're not at peace, and a piece of Argonvost is in her... It's the, the tome that you mentioned. Say again, Marius, you cut out. Uh, a piece of Argonvost, their former leader of of the uh, Order of the Silver Dragon, is under the control of Babala Saga. I'm afraid it's actually worse than that. How so? I sent three men that I know well to their death in the pursuit of exploring the Amber Temple. And I received no message for several weeks. But I did receive a letter. Now, he kind of pulls a journal out of his backpack and sets it down. And it looks vaguely familiar to the book that he used to summon you here with. And he flips to the back page. These pages have been linked. Anything I write in here goes to the owner of that book now. Anything that was written is transcribed and sent to me as a message, almost as if you were to send a letter through the post. Once it is written, the page it was written from, it disappears to those who are not attuned to the book. If a new person attunes to the book, all pages are destroyed, and they now can write to another person who has a book similar to the one that I have. I do not know who is in possession of the new book, hence why I have stopped writing in this journal. However, the last message I received was cryptic. He says, and he begins to read, On shadows as black as night, wings that blot out the sky, a dragon burns. I believe the skulls you are talking about, their skull, if half of it has gone to the witch, perhaps Strahd has imbued the other half with a curse as a guardian around the Umber Temple. That was mentioned to us that the other piece of it would be there. Do you know where this Amber Temple is? We, we keep hearing references of it, but we don't know. Yes. Uh, he kind of begins to like ruffle and rummage through topographical maps and uh, pulls you... Oh, nope, that's Velaki. Sorry. Whoop, whoop pulls out a full map of Barovia um, and he says uh, oh I gotta switch to the GM layer he says this way out of the way you that has appeared to the bottom left Zach down here Oh, I gotta switch. Sorry. Ping Ping me, please. There you go. He says, This is the ruins of Berez. We are heading the swamped, destroyed ruins. 
I believe the Amber Temple lies somewhere near Mount Gaucus. Approximately here. He kind of traces his finger down. Is that the uh, bottom left? There you go. That is the Ember Temple. That looks like quite the hike that we will need to go on. How far of a trek is that? from here. God, he's on mute. Cody, you're on mute. But Dungeon Master. Gosh dang it, I've been talking the whole time too. <laughs> what was your question, Marius? How far of a trek is that from here? Uh, looks like quite let, the ways. He lets out the long breath and he says, weeks. Not to mention the tribes of wild men that live there and the pass and the rivers and uh, God only knows. Uh, as he says that, he points out in kind um, the pass as well. It, it should be quite treacherous. We'll and need to do that later, then, if and gather supplies to prepare for a trip like that. Not to mention, you probably won't be able to take your rolling fortress down those roads. They're narrow and steep and too wide for such a vehicle. Too wide or too narrow? I'm sorry. Your vehicle is too wide for such a narrow road. There we go. Rocky, uneven, and dangerous. You could potentially, granted, I don't know that you're going to want to stay in the cursed swamps of Berez, head south from there, skip the pass, and begin to climb the mountain, but that is quite the trek. I think uh, that might take a bit more time than we need, or we have available to us at the moment. Um, what type of topography is it? Is it, uh, um, besides the mountainside, is there snow in that way? Will we need cold oh, yes. weather gear? You will need cold weather gear. Snow, wind, there's tales of giant creatures that live upon the mountain, the dragon probably being one of them. Some mention, uh, excuse me, some mention of a giant wolf and a giant rock, which is a bird-like creature. Oh, my. Well... Before I, I have one more thing to ask you, or one more subject to discuss before I make my way out of uh, this library. What do you know of, of or aberrations? What? In what regard, Marius? That is a broad question, my friend. I'm not very informed on them myself. I've only been to a couple of planes, but 
I'm trying to understand if there's a way to uh, heal such a creature. I've heard tell of a myth of a creature called a illithid or mind flare. You might be familiar with them through planar travel. They are somewhat rare to encounter, but stories abound about how they eat minds and feed upon thought. Um, They serve an elder brain, who is their hive mind vessel almost of some sort. I I could be getting it wrong, I don't know. Other creatures like a beholder, um, things of that nature, tend to be an aberration. They are... Hold on. He kind of walks over to get a tome. Uh, he says they are bizarre anatomies with strange abilities, alien mindsets, um, any combination of those uh, to create such some sort of aberration. They are creatures of space, whether that be the Far Realm, the Astral Sea, other such planes that may be dwelling upon the mists. Um, these creatures have no real kinship to any other type of species or each other. They are strange and from distant places and times. Um, some of them come from the material plane. Some of them come like the Abolith from, from thought. But they can dwell anywhere. Um... Overarching characteristics, um, they don't fit into the natural order of things, Marius. That is the the simple version. And they are extremely dangerous. Hmm. May I take this book? I think I, I will need to educate myself more on such creatures. Yes, of course. And he kind of hands the tome over to you. He says it's in Elven. I hope that you're well-versed in language. I I am. Very well. Anything else? That is it for me. Thank you for your time. Uh, Actually, sorry, I just thought of another. You mentioned wolves. Are we in trouble here in the tower? Uh, Van Richten laughs. <laughs> no, the, the the lightning will take care of them should they come destroy and come in the tower. Though, I have heard tale of a pack of werewolves that has been stalking the area. I'm not sure if they're here for me or Esmeralda or you, but they, they come through from time to time, and they are a very strong and dangerous creature. Shape changers, you know. Huh. Good to know. Thank you, again. Calamban or Burn, do you have anything that you'd like to research or have questions answered about? I'll be honest with you. Uh, Calamban, he... Some people get knowledge from books. Calamban has no knowledge of books. So, <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready to move on. I need, okay, I need, Bert, I need blood. <laughs> Dean, to quote Trailer Park Boys, can you read my son? <laughs> What good, what good is that going to do me? <laughs> well, that depends. Can you fuck off? 
<laughs> I can't read that, so let's go. I'm ready to move. Um, yeah, I guess Burn is kind of quietly looking into whatever the fucking aberrant is, also, but he's not. He's not really bright enough, or maybe, maybe not bright, but he doesn't want anyone to know he's looking it up. Oh, gotcha. You're holding the book like upside down, like pretending to know what you're doing. Just looking for the ones with the pictures. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not overly like asking, like, "Hey, like, where do I find this information?" Because he doesn't want to draw attention to it, just Burn, in case. Look- it's like he doesn't want anyone to hurt Stolas. Basically, like if they found out what he was, they might like come for him. You know. Um. Burn, give me an intelligence saving throw. Uh, oh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> intelligence is nine. Oh, no. Nat 20, 20 please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God. Wow, nice. When it counts. <laughs> um, I was going to make a joke about how you stumbled across like nursery rhymes and shit, but you actually you pick up a book about the Far Realm. And you're able to read it long enough to get some sort of understanding of what these creatures are and what they can do. Uh, um, it, it's horrifying and terrible, and you kind of put it back on the shelf like you never read it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. It was all. Yes. You rolled 70, 70 39, 39, and 18. 18. You find the following. You got your pencil? Yes. For 18, you find books about killer whales. <laughs> for 19, or I'm sorry, for 39, you find books about brontosauruses. Hey. Cool. For 70, you can take one or the other. I have written in here, major dinosaur. So... Uh, give me two seconds here. Uh, oh, come on. It's a major award. Like a Velociraptor? You can either have for 70 the T-Rex or for... St- oh, well, I already have the T-Rex. Uh, okay, well, 73. I'll take T-Rex off the list. Uh, either the T-Rex or the Megalodon. Oh, Wait, I already have the T-Rex, though. Yep. So the megalodon. What's a megalodon? Is that like a, a sea creature? A, Those oh, are the shark. swimming ones. Fucking oh, yeah. shark. Oh yeah. yeah Those okay. are like the, the shark whale things. Dude, okay. yes. Yeah, but okay. I just want to confirm. I have the T Rex. I think you I have the T Rex. Sorry, I okay. took it off my list here. I don't okay. know why I wrote that down there. I will. Do you want to give me an option other than the megalodon, or just take the megalodon? I'm just gonna give you megalodon. Awesome. And. Um, I will. Here's an associated link on Discord for you for the. The um, these books, um, the whole book is related to this subject, or are there potentially other beasts in these books? Like, if I read them longer, I might have more chance to research. They are devoted tomes. So, I will actually describe. That's a very good point for our audio listeners out there who would like some word porn. Let me speak thusly. Wow. First of all, Fifty Shades of Grey. As you were looking, there are scattered notes everywhere, right? There's ripped out pages, pages that have been redacted, piles of books going top to bottom, left to right, right? The shelves are a disaster. Whoever did this, it's, uh, 
you, you start to think that, hey, maybe this is organized chaos. Maybe this is how this person thrived. They worked on one subject at a time in different sections. And obviously these books are all about different beasts and creatures. But as your Magnuses kind of mumble to themselves under different subjects and begin to essentially restructure this side of the library that makes most sense to a wizard and kind of how you and him think, uh, you find the most complete books that deal with these creatures, their eating habits, their biomechanics, their um, hunting tactics, their senses, their, you know, I guess for you, what their HP is, what their, you know, health is, what special skills they could have, right? So like for the Megalodon, especially, you find out it's a, it's a large creature, you know? It weighs roughly 100,000 pounds and is 60 feet long. It can breathe underwater. It's a giant shark. Um, it has a blood frenzy ability. Uh, its bite is devastating. Uh, it's a gargantuan beast, aquatic. Awesome. Has a strength uh, of 27. Yeah, okay. Um, I will... Um, you, are you we allowed also, to take books from here? That's a really good question. You can try. However... At the very least, Magnus has begun, like, as you're, like, holding these books as to not, like, disturb this library. Okay. And he doesn't quite really trust anyone. He begins to transcribe the knowledge as part of their unseen servant. So they are actually, the whole time that you guys have been in here talking for the next six to eight hours, each of them independently is able to spend that time with your focusing to transcribe these books into the crystal as knowledge. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, who well needs then... books? He's basically got like a a Kindle. Yeah. I will uh, thank Magnus, <laughs> aka Sir, for their time, and uh, put the tomes back. I will. Um, Do you want to try to Van... take one out? Out of curiosity. Uh, sure. I'll try to take the one on uh, the Brontosaurus out. Okay. Um, I will let Van Richten know that I've found some knowledge, though if he uncovers any more tomes in relation to beasts, uh, to please let me know. Uh, so that I can... Uh, Van Richten, your, your library has been most helpful. If you happen upon any other beasts or cryptids, it would be most useful to my study. If you could please let me know. And perhaps another time, I can show you that sounds sus. I'm not gonna say that. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> never mind. Just disregard okay. that whole last sentence. All right. One man should never tell another man he wants to see his portal. I'll tell you that much. And um, <laughs> big glowing hole, a glory yes. hole, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I'll a look at. Even. I'll look towards Caliban and see his knuckles turning white for like just wanting to get to battle. And uh, <laughs> he's like admiring the wood and like carving Calamban was here on some of the desks, like a child. I'll, I'll say <laughs> to Van Richten, is it almost morning yet? It should be about that time. Time seems to flow equivalent to that of the outside realm. Very good. Well, perhaps we should be on our way, Van Richten. Thank you. Of course. Uh, as you exit, uh, attempting to take these books out with you, they materialize into dust as you cross the portal's threshold. Uh, as the portal closes very good he will then kind of scoop up the book 
great. Wonderful. Well, what do you mean, Marius? The books I think he had on. books as well. Oh, had, yeah, sorry. I had, I had, I had one you, book. You had six to eight hours in there, uh, equivalent to a long rest. Uh, oh. So you, you had enough time to look through what you wanted to look through. So you have okay. the knowledge. You could just you know ask me questions or whatever, or get advantage on the check. I'll ask later. He will... is, es- is Esmeralda still here after all that time? Yeah. So you, you guys exit the portal and back out, and there's a full meal made. Esmeralda has spent time kind of prepping it and feeding Alucard and that kind of thing. Um, Rudolph will walk to this chest at the end of the, his bed and kind of look at you guys as he pulls out three different keys to unlock said chest, and he kind of scoots it so you guys can't see what's in it as he lifts it up and puts a book inside, uh, this book specifically inside. And then he will kind of look around to make sure no one's looking and close it back as he uh, relocks it with those three keys. Any of you who are curious may make a perception check as to what is in this chest. Ooh. But I would like if you're to not curious, check. don't worry about it. I'm kind of curious. Uh, where is it? Uh, Ozol's perception <sighs> check was a six. Nice. Sorry, mine is freezing a bit. Here we go. That's okay, Solas. Callum Bans also let me. Nat uh, 20! (laughs) 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 Come on. Solas, I'm gonna private chat you what you saw. Okay. As he closes it. Hold on a second. Esmeralda, uh, you'll okay. be heading the, on the road for Velaki today? Uh, yes. And could I, Marius, correct? Yes. Could, could I bother you for a small favor? Of course. I will give you this bottle of Red Dragon Crush wine as I produce it from my pack. If you could... Uh, perchance drop off this suit of armor that we have found to our friend in Velaki, a a creature named Slag, working in the old temple. You should see his his forge that he has built just to the side of the temple. Of course. And and let him know that it it is from me. Um, Rudolph perks up at this, actually, and he points to the left of Caliban here. He says, there's a quite large suit of armor burn if you are looking for one that came with my tower. It's yours if you'd like to have it. I'll wow. take it! Alright. Add plus one plate mail. Wow. Does my armor class go up? <laughs> yeah. Wow, wait, 20. Wait, wait a minute. What about my armor class, Steve? You're barbarian, that guy. Uh, Mark, you got a lot of static coming from your computer. Do if I? you want to, all right, I'm gonna yeah, restart. Maybe unplug your mic or restart or something. Yeah. Uh, how do I change my? Yeah, I got you. I'm working on it. Okay. I got you, Van. Um, I will ask Van Richten if he has anything for the magic. Uh, Van Richten, do you have anything that may help the magic users in the party for this fight before we head off? Uh. Such as, <laughs> he kind of looks at you. I'm going with you. You understand that as all, right? Um, yes. Am I not enough? Do. 
Well, I mean, you gave dear, Bo dear Burn here a suit of armor. Armor of which I cannot wear, my friend. That is true. That is true. Do we have any potions here that we may take? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, do you have a magic item we can have? Uh, give me a persuasion check. Copy that. Uh, Mark, you're still getting static, bud. Uh, persuasion, you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, 15. Um, he begins to look through his stuff, and he pulls out a spell scroll. He says, here, this is really all that I have that can help you, Ozol. Thank you. He hands you a spell scroll. And I'm adding it to your spell list here. Alright. There you go. A second level I, spell. Yeah, go can ahead. I read it? Uh, yeah. Tasha's Mind Whip. You psychically lash out at one creature you can see within range. The target must make an intelligence saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes 3d6 psychic psychic damage, and it can't take a reaction until the end of its next turn. Moreover, on its next turn, it must choose whether it gets a, a move, an action, or a bonus action. It gets only one of these three. On a successful save, the target can take half as much damage and suffers none of the spell's other effects. That's cool. Thank you, Enrichton. Of course. And uh, I will ask if everyone is ready to go to the Prima Vista. I'm ready. Let us be on our way. Okay. You head out, leaving the tower. You open the door as the daylight begins to to crest again. Um, it's not raining today, but it is foggy as you load up into the Prima Vista. And you head to the swamps of Beret. Um, we're still working on getting Mark back in without the static. Of course. No worries. I need to do just a little bit of math. One, two, three, I'm going the wrong way. Gosh dang it. Twenty-seven hexes. Which means the Prima Vista can travel... How many? Pop quiz. Seven hexes Six per day, I believe. So three days travel, roughly. Sweet. Um, three days of travel go past as you arrive to the outskirts of the swamp. Would you like me to reroll portent? Yes. Same thing for you, Dini, if you were back. I am. And I'm going to change gears here really quick. I rolled a 10. 
And nice. I got a 12 and a 19 for portent. Let me put you guys on this map here. over here if you we will have a, a few days on the road correct you will yeah uh, during that time I would like to take the opportunity mm, actually maybe not never mind I don't wish to do that what were you gonna say I was debating casting the fourth level spell divination But if I did that, it could warn the witch that we are on our way. Uh, how so? I'm just curious. I don't know the spell. So, the spell Divination is a fourth level spell. It takes one action, has some verbal, somatic, and material components. Your magic and an offering puts you in contact with a god or a god's servant. You ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. The DM offers a truthful reply. The reply must be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. The spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. If you cast the spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there is a cumulative 25% chance for each casting after the first that you get a random reading. The DM makes this roll in secret. But if the Night Mother and Babala Saga are one, and I'm asking a question to the Night Mother about taking care of Babala Saga, it's a bad idea because then it alerts her that oh, we're coming together. Okay. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> I was like, never mind. Not casting that. <laughs> okay. My apologies, I was getting everything set up here. So each of these squares is a hundred feet. Oh no, it's one of those. Oh yes, it is one of those. A hundred feet? We enter in the north. The trail hugs the river for several miles. The dirt and grass soon turn to marsh as the trail dissolves into spongy earth pockmarked with stands of tall reeds and pools of stagnant water. A thick shroud of fog covers all. Scattering through the marsh are old peasant cottages, their walls covered in black mildew, their roofs mostly caved in. These decrepit dwellings seem to hunker down in the mire, as though they have long since given up escaping the thick mud. Everywhere you look, black clouds of flies dart around, hungry for blood. The frogs are much thin the fog is much thinner on the far side of the river where a light flashes amid the dark standing stones. I take it the Prima Vista is staying behind just because of the terrain? You got it, my guy. That's too bad. I was, right. just, I was just leading into that. Oh, I'm you sorry. get to the, the outskirts of the swamp. And due to your insight, Ozal, I will give you advantage then on knowing when to stop the Prima Vista. Otherwise, it will become stuck. Okay, you want uh, an insight at advantage? Yes, sir. 
Alright, insight is going to be a 19. Yes, so you are able to kind of stop it before things get too far. I will um, alert Burn to uh, stop the Prima Vista and uh, let him know. Also, uh, Cody, I rolled a 10 for my mutation. Oh, yes. Uh, give me two seconds here. I gotta pull up the map. U6 is what we were doing. I'll let Burn know. Burn, we must stop the cart here. Otherwise, I fear it may get stuck. You got it, Ozol. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Trundle uh, stops the cart. Um... Do you unhook him, or are you taking him into the mire, or are you going to leave him with the Prima Vista? Uh, I'll leave him. I could summon him, can I? Um, it takes time to do. I think it takes like an hour. So, oh, he stays uh, alive as long as you're within a mile of him, right? If each of these squares is 100 feet, that means if you get all the way... 54 squares. Yes, thank you. So no matter where you go within the swamp, I guess technically he will stay alive. It's just going to take a lot of time for him to get to you because he is not made for this terrain. Mountainous terrain, no problem. Right? Rough, kind of high country, no problem. Swamp, eh, not a donkey's forte. Even so a probably, super-powered donkey. Probably best I leave him anyway. Yep. You also can, you know, radio for him to take the Prima Vista away or to flee. Oh, and Vin Richten's with you. Let me grab him and... Uh, Alucard is actually going to stay behind on the Prima Vista as well. This is no place for a saber-toothed tiger. He will guard this and make sure that our exit is swift. Do you understand? Sweet. And no eating the donkey. Uh, he looks at you and you know, <laughs> scowls as much as a saber-toothed tiger can scowl, I suppose. Oh, come on. Sorry, give me two seconds here. My guys are getting stuck on layers. Delete. Token layer. And trundle is right here. Nope, that's the wrong trundle. Anyways. Um, the light that uh, begins to flash is down here. Ozol, go ahead and re-roll portent for the day. Um, I can. Uh, I, th I thought I just did, but I can do it again. That's fine. Uh, 11 and an 8. Okay. Stolas, your unstable mutation for today is a 10. Um, you said a light was flashing? Can you ping, or can you, like, draw where that is? Yep, I will put a thing down here. Um, Stolas, your mutation for today is you become rigid and brittle, making resting less effective. When you consume a hit dice, you do not add your constitution modifier as a result. Okay. So short rests, constitution modifier. Ozol, that would be here. Oh, I'm here. Okay, at U6? Yes. Um, the water that's between us, is it 
is it uh, you said it's a swamp so i imagine it's not like um like rushing water or is it like standing water so this whole area i, I will describe so you put the gangplank down before the primitive vista begins to sink on this makeshift road um as you get out it is all essentially mud and mire it is thick marshland the river that is running um is is the deep river itself um It, it is its own entity, but the whole area that you will be walking through is difficult terrain. If you kind of look at the topography, like if you look here, how these little, like, subtle swirls, that is all swampland and mire. And everything is sinking into the mud slowly. Um, this whole place is extremely unsettling. Extremely, extremely unsettling. Is it this one I want? Okay. Yes, it is this one. Is it okay. raining or is it um, just like gross, swampy, foggy? It is gross, swampy, and foggy. There is not a single sound to be heard other than the pressure in your own ears. The fog is clinging to the ground. It's very hard to see. There's low visibility. I'm going to have you guys make survival checks to go in the direction you want to go. If you do not make your survival check, then you become lost in the mire. Goes on opposite got a direction. 13. So who who has the best roll for survival? Caliban. <laughs> got an 18. Say so, cuz I I have a plus hey, 8 8 to mine. Sorry, I haven't rolled my horn. Uh, survival. Here we go. I rolled a 26. I rolled a 20. Okay. Where do you want to go, gentlemen? Between the three of you, I will allow you to move four squares. Uh, to the southwest. Okay. Go ahead and move your token then, Marius. If that's where you're going. Are you sticking together? I would like to, yes. One... Two, three, four. Yeah, I'm following Marius. Yeah, I'm just gonna move up with Ozone. Just gotta try and. I got you, Mark. Thank you. Okay. The remnants of the road begins to split as you walk through the fog. Visibility is so low, and you can make out shadows and figures sifting through the mires, and then you kind of think maybe it's your eyes playing a trick on you, but you're never sure. Marius, you have the best luck because your deity grants you a boon to darkness. So if you look at the actual circles on the map, for those of you watching us play, Marius' circle is larger than everyone else's because he has more night vision than everyone else. Uh, I think Stolas is the next largest. Marius, you can make out this worn, muddy path. goes straight and then right. And with your 26... You can also make out footprints in the mire. Uh, several of them. They appear to be these four-feeted, almost like an imitation of a foot, but almost if you were making them with, like, sticks or something, like you were to draw or scratch them into the mud. Curious. Okay. Um, which direction do they go? They go both... 
15 uh, near your mic. Right and straight of you. Sorry, I'm sorry, left and down, right? They follow the path going each way. As you approach, I will put you at the T here for free, since you guys are kind of moving as a team here. And granted, these squares are way bigger than they're supposed to be, so then don't take offense if, you know, people are behind. We're just kind of visually idealizing marching order, right? You tell me where you guys want to go next, Marius, or what you'd like to do, how you'd like to approach this. I think I'd like to continue us straight along the path. So, continuing to the southwest. Okay. Uh, do you need another survival roll from me? Yep, I will need one from each of you. I rolled 20. a 20. And Burn also rolled a 20. Mark? Those was all rolled five. a 5. Wait, did I roll again? Seven. Nope, just I need one more from Mark. We shouldn't be here. Oh, oh, my, my roll 20 screen's freezing, I'm sorry. That's okay, you want me to roll for you? Yeah, roll for me, buddy. You got it, bud. Mark P. Survival. 11. He gets so a How dare advantage. you? 11. 26 for Mario. Combined across the board... You were able to still make your way, but instead of four squares, you can make three Marius. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. I think I see some sort of runes ahead. Yes, you won. The thick fog obscures what is left of this town. Whatever has come through here, as you're kind of looking at the topography of the ground and the area around you, the rumors seem to be true that Van Richten has told you. The objects of this town have obviously become drowned by the mud, as if a mighty flood came through and washed away the town all at once. Uh, you can see these abandoned cottages, um, clusters of, of these ruins uh, that have low stone walls kind of left of them. They stretch out through the dirt. You can see the clumps leading up to one side of the house on the north kind of side on these uh, uh, right here. The northern tip, there's more mud on one side than there is the other as if they were washed away in one motion. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check as you search or, you know, uh, if you want to actively search, you can do investigation. Are you guys sneaking? Are you trying to be quiet? What are you? What is your goal here? Natural 20 on my Ooh. perception. Mark P got a 20 as well. Mark, uh, uh, 21 for 20. investigation. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eight for burn? He has one eye. He can only see half as good. <laughs> um, Cody, can I? Can I? Um, this fog does it seem natural for the swamp, or um, could I maybe do an Arcana check if it's yes. um, a magical fog? Oh yes, uh, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. How are you? Are you using Magnus? Give me, give me a little more. Are you using any spells or anything? Or are you just trying to um, sense the area? 
Yeah, I will... I mean, I guess if, you, if you'll give it to me for a 20, then I would just sense the area, but I would like to... Uh, let me see. I think the tech magic would probably be better. Would fog be considered an object? Or would identify be better in this case? Um, you choose one object you can touch throughout the casting of the spell. It would be the fog in that case. Uh, or detect magic for the duration you can sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. So magic fog? I'm just gonna give this one to you. Um, okay. The fog is unnatural. You actually can see, as your your staff begins to glow, red and blue. One of your eyes glows red. The other glows blue as you channel all of the powers at your command to sense the magic spectrum that flows through all things in life. This fog begins to pulse with a dim black color. You are walking into an entire town that is a lair for a creature. This fog is magical in nature. As you look down at your boots, you can actually see the foliage itself is trying to devour you. These small vines, nothing like threatening right now, but as you stop and, and look, small thorned vines begin to wrap around your boots. Now you're able to just kind of kick them off and you know use your staff to get them off of you but it's almost as if the very ground wants to devour you. There's an unnatural fog here. I believe it may be magic in nature. Burn, Stolas, stay near. I think the swamp would very much like to consume us. We shouldn't be here. It's a very powerful witch. And we must stay together. Stolas, you keep saying that. What do you mean? This isn't a good idea. I can feel it in my bones. Do you have bones now? Yeah, you're a you're a goopy boy. <laughs> um, I will um, place my hand on um, Caliban's uh, axe and cast light on it to help him see through the fog. And then I will whisper the draconic word for light to the Magnus crystal and light will also emanate from it. Alright. And then I'll gesture to Burn to pull out his holy symbol so that we may have more light. Oh, holy symbol, please grant us with light. <laughs> Marius. That was amazing. You could be an altar boy for me. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Marius no. and Stolos. Wisdom saving throw coming your way. A 14. I did not mean to roll an advantage roll. That's okay. Stolos. Will you also give me a wisdom? Nine. Perfect. Stolas, you are so creeped out by this place that something brushes against the edge of your mind. Probing and asking, beckoning you to speak with you telepathically. Do you accept? Oh, I accept. Stolas. The voice says. Who's there? In your mind. 
It comes from all directions at once. Why have you come to our swamps? We're looking for the witch. retreats. We gotta get out of here now. Marius, you walking fearlessly through the fog become separated into a sea of stars. A woman standing at the riverbank to your right beckons you. Do you approach? A woman to my right from across the river beckons me? No. Here, I'll put a... Draw shape. Right her. As you look around to see if your friends are with you, you feel alone. But this hand outstretched to you is made of starlight and darkness as her hair flows like a summer wind. I'll approach. Sweet child, have you come to claim your birthright? And who might you be? What birthright you know do you speak of? You know in your heart who I am, Marius. And you begin drifting closer to the, the river's edge as she has a hand outstretched to you. It is I. Mother of night. I'm tr come to try and free you. That is good, Marius. And she turns her starlight gaze from you and into the heavens. Long have I wished to walk through the night sky again, Marius. How has she bound you to her? She picks up a chain from her neck that appears, and as she pulls on it, it's almost like this quasi-real chain made of made of like um, silvery white material, almost astral in nature. She says, I've been bound by the very soul, Marius. Babala Saga and I are one. I fear half of me is good and the other half has been tainted by the witch. I will free you. How can, do you know how I can? She takes her hand out to Mara. She says, walk with me, child. Do you take her hand? I do. Caliban. Marius has wandered off the path, closer and closer to the river, as he begins to outstretch a hand and lean over the riverbank into the water. Being that you are following closest next to him, what do you do? 
I follow Marius. He has a keen eye for this kind of stuff. And, um, that's the way I believe I need to go. Talking to your mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm looking for battle. I'm hoping that's Marius is going. So I'm pretty antsy. So I'll, I'll follow Marius. I'll let him lead us. Okay. Am, are we seeing this, or is the fog so thick that it's not visible? The path has been split between the two of you. You were following Burn and still lost in one cluster, and Marius... Um, Van Richten and Calamban have kind of wandered further down the path towards these ruined buildings. As Stolas is kind of freaking out, you guys turn to them um, and, you know, try to reassure them. Like, oh, no, we shouldn't be here. Stolas, have, have courage, Stolas! We're here for you! You know, whatever, well, however Ozzel's you want to do not that. Irish. Um, like, so, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have a all. Scottish accent. <laughs> right? Um, I will cast... No, I won't. Hmm. Um, I'm going to um, cast Mage Hand and feel out along the path to see if I can feel um, Caliban or Van Richten or Marius. Um, that would be about 60 feet in front. Can you feel with Mage That's Oh, God, that's a DM question. Can you feel with I, Mage Hand? I believe... Give me, give me an Arcana check. This is magic in nature, and I will give you advantage with it as well. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I actually don't know. I just thought, like, I would... No, nope, we're just going to roll with it. We're going to do it live. Okay, uh, what was that you needed from me? Uh, two Arcana checks. One uh, at advantage, essentially. Uh, 28. 28. Ozal, you... Uh, while you're examining the mist, I guess this is kind of all happening at the same time, right? Your senses reach out otherworldly in nature as you telepathically attempt to connect with someone near you with your hand, right? This telepathic, ghostly, astral hand that is invisible, and you do not feel anything in front of you. But what you do see is a candle that flickers towards the, the water over here, where Marius is. Back to Marius. Marius... The Night Mother's hand grasps you as she walks across the starlit plain through infinity. Mark and Van Richten, the next thing you see is a giant hand made of water reaching towards Marius as he leans over the riverbank, his eyes glazed over. Marius, make another wisdom saving throw. Okay, I will make that for you. At 22 this time. Nice. Before you can step off the riverbank, both a shout from Van Richten, and I actually guess technically not Kelvin. Kelvin is just willing to follow you to hell itself. Van Richten shouts to you as you snap out of it and look at this hand made of water that begins to dissipate as he grabs you by the shoulder and he says, what are you doing, boy? Don't listen to the voices in the marsh. <sighs> this place is Ugh. cursed. We've lost our group. We need to get away from the water's edge. <sighs> I just get myself Pardon me. I, I, I lost myself for a moment there. Um, how far away did I wander? Hundreds of feet, boy. Let's just try and make our way back. It's cursed, Marius. 
You cannot listen to the whispers. Whatever has drawn you here is trying to kill you. And the water itself is just black and quickly rushing. You know that had that hand been able to grab hold of you and pull you under, you would not have come back out. All right, I will begin to back up and try and find the others. Ozal, you see this dull green light um, towards the riverbank as uh, you can make out three figures through the mist. Uh, One of them has a pair of wings, the other has this large skull-like helmet. How do you signal to them with your arcana? Um... I will uh, begin pulsing the light on the crystal and uh, seeing, I don't want to make too much noise since we're kind of sneaking right, right. to see if it can um, pulsing it very rapidly and brightly to see if it can sort of beacon to them. She's somewhere here, guys. Marius. There. Solus, pull yourself together. It's Ozol, the blue light. We should make our way back quietly. This place is cursed. What's continue down the road? I can't hear you. Let's continue on down the road. We've uh, found the others, right? They're behind us. Should we wait or should we regroup? Or how would you like to proceed? I think we should regroup. Stay away from the water, boy. He kind of try, try not to lose my way again. Heads back this way to regroup with the group. I'm sorry, everyone. I I got lost in the fog. Um, be wary of anything you hear here. She seems to be quite effective in, in her magics to affect your mind. I think we, we all should stay close to Burn, uh, as he will grant us some additional protection from his, uh, his faith. I'll continue to take lead, but I, I think everyone else should form a circle around him and stay close to him. How do you proceed, group? Kind of doing this block formation now in order to ensure we're all within Burn's aura, but uh, like to keep going the direction we were going before. So, oh, who yes. would have the best perception to go forward with in this fog? Who would have the? You would. I would. Marius. Marius would be because no, I have. Yeah. Uh, plus eight to my perception, and I have the dark vision that allows me to see the furthest. You, Caliban, probably navigate naturally the best. So your your credence can li- lend some of the aid to Marius, though his uh, senses are better than yours. Right. Van Richten nods right. to you. Lead on. Go ahead and make your perception checks or survival checks to continue. And then tell me where you'd like to go. 21 for the perception. 14 for survival. 17 for my survival. Anybody else? 
poetry for Stolas. That, that's that's actually really good for you, Stolas. That's hilarious. What do I need to roll? Uh, either survival or perception. Twenty-two for Mark. The swamp. Twenty-four for survival. Nice. Those of you who rolled perception can make out ghosts in the fog. They manifest and take form and then dissipate, melting back into the fog around you. Deceased people, you think, that once lived in this swan- this once great metropolitan town that is now ruins. The mud just squelches and sticks to your boots as you make your way through the mire. You guys are able to move five squares in any direction you so choose. So if we're able to see the ghosts, that means there are none right now, right? Uh, you are pretty much able to avoid them. Oh, okay. Um. Seems like we're beginning to walk into the town. Calamban and Burn. Wisdom saving throws, please. And of course, since you're close to burn, go ahead and add uh, whatever your um, what's your charisma modifier? Burn. My charisma modifier is is it the big number or the little one? Uh, the little one. Uh, four. four. Oh, the little one is eighteen. Oh, sorry. The the smallest number of the two. Oh, four. so four. So fifteen for Mark. Um. 22 for you. Um, Burn, you feel an evil presence run past your senses and then dissipate almost as like uh, water rolling across your armor, right? Uh, The power of your faith protects you from such things. Mark, you're next as you see a hunched over woman stand next to you and say, What brings you to my home, creature? She is ghostly in nature, but tangible enough for you to see her. I've I've come for uh, business of my own. Business of your own? To a swamp in the middle of nowhere. I naturally do not trust females. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dragonborn thing. You wouldn't get it. (laughs) Who can blame me? Are you am I right? Uh, now we've, we've come to help the people. <laughs> people. <laughs> There's nothing but ghosts and death in my swamp. Though I believe you would make a good sacrifice. And she attempts to run a hand across you. Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, this bitch. At I advantage. Because you have your, your uh, danger sense. Damn these buttons. Oh man, not dex, not dexterity. Come on, yeah, baby. Advantage. Big bucks and whammies. Oh, that didn't click advantage. Roll it one more time. Yep, just hit it one more time. Fourteen. Okay, fourteen's enough. I was looking for ten. Oh, thank God. Um, her eighteen hand... with his uh, plus four. Oh yeah, that's right. Perfect. You are able to channel your inner barbarian 
physical prowess. Oh. BDE. Yes, exactly. Raging hard, you dodge out of the way from this necrotic hand as it swipes at you. The hand itself, as it trails off, instead of disappearing, turns into a skeleton as it hits the ground. And you can make out the skeletal remains of a half-buried person in the ground. Uh, You get the sense that whatever is trying to commune with you is using the nature of this uh, swamp to fuck with you. The vines for Ozol, this skeletal body now for your hand, the water for Marius, it's all starting to connect in your head. Deeper. Come deeper. The voices whisper throughout the marsh. They seem to be coming from here. Off in the fog. What's next? Well, naturally, I like to go deeper, but at this point, <laughs> I will stay with my pact. <laughs> Continuing along the path, I believe. <laughs> Mark, check private chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, well. You're good. Uh, go ahead and give me a, a round of survival checks again. And or uh, perception, if you're whichever you prefer. 26 for the perception. Hoo-wee. Uh Perception for Olazol is going to be uh, 17. Stolos got an 11. And I'll roll Caliban's check for perception. I did it. I just. I'm oh, okay. Dealing with the volume issue. Yeah, he's having like static issues again. You're good. Sorry, I had to close my door. My dog came in here. Um, yeah. Uh, go ahead and move another five squares in the direction of your choosing, and I will tell you what you see and what you hear. Alright, we begin going. So, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, Marius, you. You see, or y'all see, I should say, upon the hill, the ruins of what looks like a large manor house. Um, you've been to enough towns in Barovia to spot the Burgomaster's Manor, both in its size and scope compared to the other houses, along with its kind of general architectural shapes, right? The large two-story buildings with uh, typically extravagant views. Uh, But towards the south end of the village uh, lies the remains of the mansion building, and it's built on higher ground. It has been reduced to a pile of stones and rotting timber. Uh, From what you can see, it looks like whatever windows were left have been shattered long ago, both from the elements and those who ransacked maybe this village. Uh, The untamed gardens have just run rampant through the back half. Um, A broken wail sounds through the night as something weeps. You think... From within the dwelling. Also, 
you're able to make out, Marius especially, the ruins of a chapel, but not just any chapel, Marius. Standing in the ruins over here, oops, I gotta go back to my lair, over here is what um, part of a monolith that has been crumbled and broken. It looks like a crescent moon being held by a woman's hand. The moon itself has been broken off and lays on the ground next to it. The shape unmistaken, an ancient relic, an older symbol of what used to be a statue to the Mother of Night herself. So I personally do not actually see this. I can't. I can see what looks to be the edge of the man there that you were speaking of, mm-hmm. but I do not see this crypt. Or... This this crypt, based on your skills, is silhouetted by moonlight. Mm. I see. Well, then I will begin to head that direction. You said there's to the west. Uh, you need additional rolls from us, or can we make go ahead and move on our own? Uh, I'm going to take the average just so that we don't spend all day making checks and say that each of you can move five squares to where you should so choose. And uh, within those five squares, you may either branch off into multiple groups or stick together as one giant group. would be most wise to stick together. Dolos is in no mood to even wander an inch. He is going to stick close. To burn yeah, same with and Ozone. make sure that the whole group stays together. Okay. Burn and Van Richten will join you. Sorry, I forget that I have a token on the board. Burn, any, uh, anything from you? Any insights? Any checks? Or anything you'd like to make as you wander through this Cursed land. Uh, yeah. I mean, my player knowledge is obviously different than my character knowledge, so I'm just gonna do a divine sense. Okay. Uh, here it is. It lets me detect any evil or good within. I think it's only like sixty feet, but you know, as we keep logging. Alright, your divine sense goes off, echoing out, reaching. As this divine sense returns to you, much like a uh, echolocation bounces off of everything and back towards you, you get the sense that the souls here died a sudden and vicious death, and that evil is not far from you, something you already knew. But you get a more direct location, almost as if your spell itself shifts and moves, as if Bahamut's hand is guiding you to the greatest threat in the swamp, which happens to be there. And that's Stolas looks like he wants to cry right now. That's our goal, right? To get to the most dangerous part. You think that whatever evil 
dwells within these ruins is concentrated there most. It's much further than you should be able to sense, almost as if whatever has caught your spell and drawn it in a beacon towards themselves. Hmm. Like a, fuck you, buddy, come at me. Wow. Well, burn, burn don't like that, so let's go. Uh, Marius, do you want to explore area U2 or U4? Or U- y'all, I guess, in general. F- four is where I am interested in, as you mentioned, that was covered in the glow of twilight. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and move another five. If you guys are sticking together, Marius is heading that direction. We're splitting up? That doesn't sound smart. No, he said if we want to stick together. Oh. I wish to go and check out this crypt. There are mounds as you approach the mostly sunken wrought iron gate. It's almost a joke. Two feet left of it is kind of what's left, I guess you could say, in this border, that dotted line of this wrought iron that is just rusting away from what used to be a um, graveyard. The picket fence sunk into the ground from the swamp. Um, not only from the swamp, but from the flood. Mounds upon the ground resemble coffins that begin to slowly rise through the mire. Their wood rotted away as you can make out half-dead, decaying bodies. Almost as if they were in a perpetual state of decay. Like they are never fully going to the the ending side of like turning back to dust they are permanently stuck and cursed and never fully laid to rest almost zombified you could say or mummified um through the fog you see an empty shelf an old church the ruins over here um uh, north of which is the cemetery which you can see gravestones peeking up and out of this area uh it's mostly sunk if you head south, the main chapel is there, or what's left of it. Ozal, could you cast a uh, ritually cast a detect magic on this area? Of course, my boy. I will um, need about ten minutes to do so, and I will begin chanting incantations as detect magic goes off. For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. You learn at School of Magic, if any. And uh, the crystal will begin glowing blue and red. And hopefully our friend Magnus will join us temporarily. At 9 minutes and 50 seconds... Magnus's voice begins to turn up as you hear Ozal, don't open and his voice is cut off in the last 10 seconds and appearing in front of you is a shriveled old woman who walks among the gravestones she says, ah so you're the pervert who gave birth to the defiler for your information in my swamp this is where the deal was struck. I desecrated this very temple, binding her to my soul. 
The Night Mother is gone. She's dead. And what is left of her, inside of me, has ascended my form. That was all. Her very power courses through my veins. In the beginning, is she talking about the Defiler, or she's talking about the Night Mother? She's talking about you, the defi- and the Defiler. That okay. You were the pervert that gave birth to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was really confused by that. That's okay. Uh, she kind of walks through the chapel, and it's almost as if time around you distorts as the flood recedes. The mud shrinks into hard dirt. You can see columns of ivory... Um, begin to rebuild themselves into this statue of the Night Mother holding a moon in one hand and a staff in the other standing proud amongst this church and then you see it with your own eyes Ozal, a tidal wave bearing through the town Strahd's face stricken just mad on a flaming horse from the sky as he outreaches his hand the tidal wave itself resembles Strahd's hand you see um, his thumb and pinky finger being the main part of the wave, his other three fingers curling up and around as if he's controlling this water, smiting it in one foul blow as his watery hand is brought down upon the town. You see innocent villagers running. Uh, You see the burgomaster on the hill just watching in awe as the town is destroyed. The buildings are hit with this impact. People are drug under the waves attempting to swim out as they are drowned and bloated bodies rise to the surface time begins to rapidly pick up as decay begins to set in and you see a house in a tree moving through the swamp each time the roots are lifted up and set back down into this flooded grounds the swamp begins to pour out like poison into the land as this house begins to move through it. In its wake, swamp spreads as this curse begins to take hold over the land. And then you're back. Was the witch just a vision or was she actually physically there? You think, much like Strahd's ability to intercede on certain spells, that this being her domain she has intercepted Magnus's call, your call to Magnus, or teamwork with Magnus, however you want to put it, that she showed you truthfully what happened. Uh, if you have any other questions, Marius, or for Marius, for Ozal, I can answer those, or she can answer those, I should say. Marius? Was I was just, I was curious to see if there's any other magic to be detected in the area or once we enter the temple. Uh, yes, you get a faint flicker of green fire in your vision leading you into the temple itself, Ozal. Can you ping the entrance to the temple, please? Uh, it is literally the square below you. Sorry, oh, the okay. names kind of take up. Copy. Um... Marius, there's magic in this temple. Though Burn is sensing the concentration of evil to be in this direction. What shall we do? 
In which direction? I can't see besides the, the black circle. Uh, and I'll have Burn sort of gesture in the direction that he believes. But there is magic to be found here. Well, let us see what is inside the temple, then. If we can break the connection in some way, maybe that'll weaken her. Baris. Make an intelligence saving throw. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> failure. Oh, A one. to see it. Ooh. As you <laughs> step, it, technically well, it's a two. It, it's it's <laughs> not a natural one. No. It, it is a one. Yep, technically it's a two. Minus one for your intelligence. Marius, you step through the chapel, and it's as well, if... A five for being near burn, but... <laughs> okay, perfect. I take back the oof. Even still, you fail. As you step through, Marius, you feel the mantle of your power leave you as you enter this chapel that whatever blessings of the Night Mother exist do not exist in this place. The only thing left are buried pews rotting away, a pulpit that has been turned into an altar. As you can see, goats, heads on staves or on spears, uh, and a plethora of ravens in a circle with several more in a mound, deading ravens' corpses, making this mound. That this chapel, whenever power was here, has been long desecrated and wiped out. And as you step back out of the church, your mantle resumes and comes back to you. I will need to cleanse this place. I will do this in the future, but not now. As I kind of place my hand in front of my mouth and think for a moment. It is time. You said you felt the, the evil to be to the northeast. Let us find this witch. And so your party heads out. It's morbing time. <laughs> Fucking take 300 psychic damage. Okay. <laughs> Before we start, what is this inevitable battle? I'm going to pull you over to this map and allow you to place yourselves wherever you so choose within the perimeter of the map. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. you can't see anything. Stand by. That's strange. Oh, are you, what layer are you up? That's why you're not on this layer. So you, ooh. come on. I can't see a thing. It's magical darkness. That is very strange. What is happening to me? The switch is most powerful. We shouldn't be here. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> so, anywhere along the edges of the map, you may place yourself. 
but not in the center. That includes the north, the south, the east, and the west. Anything that is not defined land and is this light green color is shallow swamp that goes up to your knee. Anything deeper than that is deep swamp, which you will have to swim through. How deep? Uh, like 10 feet. Deep enough for a megalodon? I'm just kidding. kidding. No, not deep enough for a megalodon. I know. That's a very good question, though. Or Um, kill a whale. um, Unless you want to. Go ahead. uh, So these are now five foot squares? Correct. Okay. Now this rock here, is it... How how tall is this rock? Uh, We'll say five by five. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna kind of like casting a spell. Hold hold on before actions start taking place. We're not there. <clears throat> oh, we can go, cast go a ahead spell and place way. yourselves where you'd like to be before we start spells popping off. I got a description to read and some other things. Okay. Yeah, and tell me where you want there. Van Richten. Uh, probably close to the spellcasting gang. Ideally, we want everyone to be adjacent to Burn, or within 10 feet of Burn. If you could turn Burn's aura on, that would be great. You got it, Stolas is going to get right behind Burn. I'm going to trademark that so you stop doing it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think I'm on the Alright. Someone has built a ramshackle wooden hunt. Can't read. Ramshackle wooden hut at the stump of a once enormous tree. The rotting roots of the stump thrust out from the mire like legs of a gigantic spider. An open doorway is visible on one side of the hut. That would be the one closest to you. Beneath which floats the upside down hollowed out half of a skull of a giant dragon. Flanking the doorway are two iron cages that dangle like hideous ornaments from the eaves. Scores of ravens are trapped inside each one. They squawk and flutter their rings as you approach. And an evil cackle echoes from within the hut. So, uh, appearing through the mist are red phantoms. Are they flying? They are walking across the mire as if it were not there. Wow. Would you like there us to roll initiative? Yes. Feel free to do so. I have several characters to roll initiative for, so bear with me as I do that and change music hell? and all that fun stuff. I rolled a 22. I selected my token, and that's says I didn't select my token. 100% did. Can I change that? That was BS. Sure, man. Thanks. Whatever you need to get you through the day. Uh, Reading off initiatives, Ozal got a 21. Uh, Burn got 
a 5. Marius got a 12. Actually, do they get the pluses to their initiatives? The uh, it's fours. not going to matter here in a little bit, so don't worry about it. I rolled a 15 oh. on a 5. Looks like a 5 to me. That was before I selected my character token. It's right there under, got a 1. It's right there under Marius. 4.17. Mark got a 21. And Baba Lasaga's Creeping Hut got a 16. I have been rolling like shit all night. I'm so Ghost sad. Knights, 18. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't have the token selected, that's why. Also Ghost Knight 7. Uh, sorry, give me two seconds here. I'm almost done. Got a bunch of hidden shit to roll for. Potentially. Abla Saga got 18. Okay. And a 2. So, before things pop off, I'm going to have you guys roll... Wisdom Saving Throws against Abla Saga's Layer Action... In which you, your initiative, is re-rolled. Okay, roll a wisdom saving throw. Yep. 22 for Ozone. Okay, yours stays the same. 12 for Stolas, 18 for Kalimban. I have to re-roll my initiative? Mm -hmm. Oh no, No, you have to roll a wisdom wisdom saving throw first. I'll let you know who needs to. Okay, wisdom saving throw. 21 for Burn. Nice. Burn, you're good. 17 for Marius. You need to be adding 4 to all of those rolls, with the exception of Burns. That's right. So 15 was the number to beat, so you guys are actually all good. Um, Being that it's Babla Saga's lair, the only other modification I have is that she gets to go first in combat. So... At the start of the combat, cackling laughter echoes from the creeping hut. And the only thing you hear is, this place will be your death. And the hut rises on all of its spider-like limbs as combat issues forth. Come on. Just a little lower. Turn it down right there. How's that? Tiny bit. Bubble saga goes. From deep within the hut, you hear machinations ensue as she casts a spell 
I need all of you to make dexterity saving throws as a fireball is hurled from outside or from inside this uh, area and towards uh, you. Cool. Yes. I'm gonna counterspell that. You can't That's see the target. Twenty, bro. Oh, I thought she was casting it from the hut itself. Damn yes. it! I rolled a five. My rolls suck today. Dude, mine are kicking ass today. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Uh, what was it? Dex saving throw? Yes, sir. 21. Uh, Mark P for 13. Burn. Critical hit, 25. Stolas, 5. Marius, 2. Ozol, 21. And you add plus 4, correct, Ozol, to each of those? Uh, I think that would be a burn question. Yes, burn Burn adds plus four to all of them except okay. his own. So, 17, 29, 9, 6, and 25. Those of you who are, well, who rolled below 17, uh, which, Mark, you also have advantage to roll again because of your... Um, he succeeded. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, you're right. Does Van Richten um, roll as well? Four. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Let me... I did not put him in turn order. Bro, this battle music is insane. I love it. I should probably add him to initiative. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Mortal Kombat. Can Where we get you? more battles going? God damn. <laughs> Dude, making my, my penis feel weird, and I love it. Uh, Van Richten got a fuck? 15. Um... It'll loop. Sorry, it's got lows and highs and all kinds of stuff. So, those of you who failed, take 34 fire damage. Uh, it's 40, because you rolled at a higher level. Oh, yeah, sorry. 40 fire damage. That's strange. Why did it not... It does, So, whenever you cast a spell at a higher spell level, it just adds higher level casting as an extra tab. Oh. Uh, how do I so. see that, Marius? Uh, scroll back up to the fireball. Okay. So wherever you when when you cast it and you pick the spell level for it, you'll see thirty four fire and then just above that higher level cast six. Oh six. Okay, so it's forty. So so forty damage total. Yep. Um, Marius is going to use his reaction to absorb elements, uh, and the flames that burn him will kind of glow and then you'll see scales appear on his skin as he absorbs the damage and only takes half. If we All succeeded, right. how much damage would we take? 20. Okay, I'm going to also use absorb elements uh, targeting fire to take 10 damage. Nice. Burn, you take 20 damage. Stolas, you take the full 40. <laughs> How much health do you have still left? 13 now. God damn. Uh, laughter issues forth from inside the house. Caliban. Yes. It's your turn, my guy. Oh. Uh, the shallow green area is difficult terrain, which means it costs twice as much movement to move through. 
Uh, the deeper swamp is also difficult terrain, but it's deep, so you have to swim through it. You don't have any penalties to swimming because you uh, are a barbarian. So I'm assuming on turn one you're going to probably want to rage. Yes, uh, I totally want to rage. I don't know how far I want to go, though. I think I want to uh, stay landbound, so let me uh, click rage first. Here, okay, let me click, uh, my, what the hell? Did it click? I'm sorry. Got a lot of... It's not, it's not, it's not clicking, I'm sorry. What are you trying to do, bud? I was just trying to click rage. Um, he's got it. Oh, he does? Okay. 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 And then I will move forward towards this right there. Now I'm going to hold there. Okay. I don't plan on going in the water yet. All right. Do you want to ready an action, a reaction? Uh, yeah, I should, because I still have... Hold on a second. Uh... I guess winter's hell. Holy shit, what just happened? Don't worry about it. I can't not. Alright, so you ready to attack for winter's howl if something comes uh, within distance of you? Yes. Okay. Ozol. Alright. Um, I'm going to have... Um, move here and let me just take a look at my spells here okay uh, and then I'm going to have Vor move here also but fly uh, 20 feet up okay so that would be let's see 210 and then I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt in a line targeting both of these creatures in red on the right. Okay. And Let me... Okay. So I need to roll Dexterity? Uh, yes. Let me, let me roll the damage for that real quick. So I will point my spear uh, towards them, casting Lightning Bolt at level 3, dealing 40 damage to them. And that's a 6 and a 17 saves. Uh, it's a DT, uh, DC 17 save, rather. Does the tie go to the defender? Correct. So the one in the back uh, sees his brother get skewered through the chest as this lightning bolt goes through his red mist-like body. Uh, and this ghostly hole is ripped through, almost like you're melting wax as a big, his uh, astral body begins to shed ectoplasm. The other one is able to shift partly out of the way as it strikes his horse, dealing half damage to him. Okay, so it'll be 20 damage to the back one and 40 to the front one. You got it, my guy. And let me just take a look at uh, some of these measurements real quick. So I moved 
there. Okay, so that's going to be it for my movement. Okay. All right. The hut goes. Baba the hut. Uh, I'm going to just move these ravens over to the the lair. They are there, so if you'd like to, you know, try and do something with them, you can. Um, but uh, let me know. Uh, let me pull up the hut. Pablo Saga's hut. It moves forward 30 feet. Um, actually, uh, kind of the skull kind of floats up and on top as the house ducks under and towards you. Uh, it does have some reach, so unfortunately, Calamban, it's going to make three attacks against you. I will um, use my. Uh, I will allow him to use the divine expedition ability that I have. If he would like to use his reaction, he can move up to his uh, speed away from the creature without provoking attacks of opportunity. That's fine. Go ahead and move your speed. That's one of my five uses. What do I need? Do I need to roll? That is amazing. You just, you can move away. This expends your reaction, so the prepared attack that you did will not be able to go off if you use this. Nice. because this is the choice. This this thing was about to roll up on you outside of your reach, but this will allow so, you to move away. Okay, I'll, I'll move away because even I had already action, it wouldn't. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, it has a reach of sixty feet. Jesus Christ. Well then. So. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Multi attack. One, two, three. Uh, Calamban. One of them is coming at you for 18. Uh, Marius, you're going to take a critical hit at 32. And Stolas, actually Van Richten, uh, is going to take a, a hit at 23. Being that you're raging, Calamban... Uh, what is your AC off the top of my head here? Let's see. Quick chart. Your AC is 17, so it does not hit you. <laughs> this giant root comes way over the top. Um, Mari has 32 to hit. Do you have anything you would like to do? I have nothing I can do. I'm unconscious. Uh-huh. On top of which, uh, with the critical hit table, I rolled a D100. Uh, 100. Which I don't think we have ever gotten. Wait, why were you rolling the critical hit table before you rolled the critical hit? Uh, because I was trying to gauge that if I got a critical hit, what it was going to be ahead of time, so I'd know what I was going to say. That's not how that works. Yeah, well, you're not the dungeon master and not running multiple creatures. Uh, 100. Yeah. <laughs> You strike with devastating force. Roll an additional set of damage dice above and beyond your normal critical range. The target suffers one unit of exhaustion. The target suffers a permanent injury you choose by the DM or the... Or... or so either one level of exhaustion or a permanent injury from the DM. The permanent injury can be healed with extensive rest of the length determined by the Dungeon Master, but the attack leaves a scar. Marius. Um, you take... 48 or 58 damage from this branch 
and it clips your left wing, breaking it. Allowing you not able to fly. Um, 23 to hit Van Richten. I need your additional damage. It doesn't matter. You went to zero. It, it does matter, because if you go above my actual hit point total, I'm just straight dead. Okay. Well, here. I will give that well, to that's you. up to you. Oh, no. It's already all rolled in there. You're good. You go down. Okay. Um, sorry, where was I? Monster Hunter Van Richten. Where is it? There it is. Uh, that does not hit him, luckily. Uh, he uses a reaction to cast the shield spell on himself. Uh, watching you go down. The knights will go. They have 30 feet. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, though they are mounted in the horseback and are spectral beings, their speed is only 30. Uh, and that is their turn as they begin to approach. Oh, and this one is bloodied. Burn, your turn. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to cast... Um... Shield of Faith, which brings my armor class plus two to a, a twenty-four. To a twenty-four. That lasts ten round, um, a full minute, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then these are the the creatures. How close are they? Oh, they're not close at all. Right, here, let me recap for you. So the hut swings out and attacks. It misses Calamban. Uh, Van Richten uses a shield. Marius goes down, breaking one of his wings in the process in front of you. So you see him literally crumple to the ground and go unconscious. Um, a lightning bolt went off, hitting two of these guys, uh, being this one and this one. Okay, I'm going to lay on hands about Marius. Because Shield of Faith is a bonus action, so I could still do something. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll bring him up for the... F oh, shit. Uh, uh, how many teammates do I have? Five? Ozol? Yeah. Stolos? Caliban? Okay, I'm gonna five counting you, so four... Well, in Van Richten, if you can't Van Richten, five teammates. Okay, I'm going to bring him up for 30, 30 points. What wow. a fucking guy. Way so to I'll, go, leave, bud. I'll leave five in case I need to bring up the five other people. Of course. Uh, okay. Just as a heads up, do not forget you have resources. So our wonderful, wonderful Patreon viewers, whom we love so much, 
have blessed you with multiple things. They're in our Discord oh, tab. I'm actually going to go look at that right now. Thank you for reminding me. Yep. So do not fret. You have tools to use in this fight. Along with an ally. Uh, anything else? So that was your action and bonus action. Would you like to move by chance? Or are you going to stay to protect your friends with this aura? He wants to move a little bit, right? Towards the fight? Um... No, let those guys move to me. Fuck them. Okay. Yeah, let them move to us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll stay here. Okay. Cody, I just want to confirm. Um, Baba Lasaga is inside the house, but she can see outside of the house, but we can't see her inside the house? Correct. How does that work? Well, you would have to go in the hut to see its inner structure, wouldn't you? I would assume so. All right. Any other questions? Ah, no. Good. All right. Van Richten goes. Uh, he looks down at you, Marius, and he says, God's body, boy. Uh, as a bonus action, he will withdraw a vial from his belt and chuck it at you, Marius. Uh, it lands in your chest and explodes, healing you for... Let me move my things out of the way here. Uh, 22 points of health. Uh, he will then draw his cane sword and point towards the this creature, uttering a word of power. Um, as a hunter's mark appears above its head. And this, I know what you're thinking, Cody, he can't do that. That's another bonus action. This is actually a class feature I have given to Van Richten, uh, that he can mark a creature at will. Uh, he will move 5, 10, 15, and make three attacks with his cane sword. One, two, three. Uh, seven, critical failure. Shit, I gotta roll on the table for that. Um, 11, which does not hit, and 20, which does hit, uh, dealing 6, 7, 8 damage. Oh, and I forgot to roll the d6 for the hunter's mark for an additional 5. Boom. Uh, the critical failure, uh, which was 74. Uh, 70 to 79, melee attack. You lunge past an enemy, exposing yourself to his or her attack. Uh, melee, enemy, when you are taking... When your enemy is attacking, they can use their reaction to perform an attack of opportunity... So the knight will use that. For 22, and he strikes Van Richten across the chest. Uh, 
And he is bloodied. Okay. Marius the Seraph. We need to get inside the hut or else it'll just lash us to death. We need to move forward. Um, I will spend an action to present my holy symbol and begin uh, Twilight Sanctuary on the group. So, my aura is up now. Will you make it visible to the rest of the, the group if it's not? Uh, yeah. Uh, from there, I will bonus action spiritual weapon. And drop it here. Make my swing. Oh, Chloe. Oh, oh no. Icon. I'm having to load back into roll 20. Okay, back. Uh, I rolled a 17 to hit. This ghost knight. Our dungeon master has gone on mute. Yes, sorry. Um, dog was barking in the background. Yes, 17 tie goes to you. Okay, 8 force damage to the ghost knight okay here and then i will go five ten ah, fuck we'll have to force our way through because they're blocking the way now um so yeah five ten fifteen to here is where i'll have to go and temporary hit points That is not accurate anymore. It needs to be. So I'm actually going to have 13 temporary hit points. Okay. And that's all I can do. All right. Still us. Okay. Um. Shit. Okay. I'm going to move towards Ozal. And. If I'm able to, if he's willing to, I'd like to cast a spell on him. Of course. Uh, the spell I'd like to cast is called Intellect Fortress. Oh, Pertel. It says uh, for the duration up to one hour, you or one willing creature you can see within range, which is 30 feet, has resistance to psychic damage, as well as advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. Holy shit, Stolas! Way to buff the party! Wow, what an angel! Um, wow, that's amazing. Will you link that spell in the uh, chat for? Oh Ozo? yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go. No, you're totally yeah, just fine. So I can... Thank you for that, by the way. That was amazing. How do I link it? If you just, uh, just cast it, click it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what level? I guess three. Wow, advantage on intelligence? Holy smokes, that's amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, I believe that's the end of my turn. Okay. Well done. 
Max, you said an additional five fire damage from Absorbalance to the knight? Affirmative. Okay. Minus five. Bam. Okay. Madame Lasaga will go. Twelve temporary hit points to Stolas. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank you. Was all. Yes. You see her this time. Peek out through the, behind the curtains in the uh, hut. As you see a, a little shriveled piece of like looks like a tree, and then you realize it's like really like out of place from where it's pointing out. Uh, and she attempts to cast a spell at you. Okay, what spell is she casting? Power word stun. One action, range 60 feet. Instantaneous. You speak a word of power that can overwhelm the mind of a creature that you can see within range, leaving it dumbfounded if the target has 150 hit points or fewer. It is stunned. Otherwise, the spell has no effect. The stunned creature... The, excuse me, the stunned target may make a constitution saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, the stun effect ends. What is the stunned effect? I don't think we've ever came across that. Stunned reads as follows. A stunned creature is incapacitated. See the condition above. Cannot move, can only speak fragmentedly. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against this creature have advantage. Uh, See the incapacitated... Unconscious. Incapacitated. An, an incapacitated creature cannot take actions or reactions. Okay, so um, I'm going to cast Counterspell. Okay. Um, counterspell reads. Oh, did it not work? I don't think you actually. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it it was asking what level I wanted to cast it at. Um, You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, the spell fails and has no effect. In this case, the spell, I think, is eighth level. Uh, If it's casting a spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. So in this case, it would be an 18. 18. How do I use my spellcasting ability? What do I click for that? So, if you... Just do a d20, I think, and I think last time we just added... Yep, so d d20, and then if you actually... I'm loading up your character sheet here. Go over to... Bell attack bonus is 9. Yep. So you roll a d20 okay. and add 9. Okay. Uh, I rolled the 19. 10 plus 9 is 19. The spell has no effect. You successfully counterspell Babala Saga. However, you a... burn... Yes, well, I know. A level 3. Level level three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She hisses and curses your name as she ducks behind the curtains again. I will kill you, wizard. Um, we'll try. Anything else I can do on my turn? Sorry, I'm reading here. Give me two. No, seconds. it's okay. 
But that is my turn. Calvin. Quick question. How how big are those boxes? <coughs> those boxes are supposed to be what? Three feet? Five or squares. Five feet? Or five feet. Five feet. Five. Yep. You have a creature right in front of you. Yeah, I'm four, five more thinking feet. I want to try and use my breath weapon. Talk into your mic, please. And aim right for the, and go right to the, what's that? Ooh, Mark, how, talk into your mic, please. Your breath weapon? I'm sorry. If I don't use, if, yeah, I wouldn't hit my, my guys, right? Um, it's only five feet, it's only one box. It's a, it's a 30 foot line. It's a 30 foot yeah, line? It's a 30 so you foot can line, actually... but I'm saying. Mark, you can hit both knights, and, and I should be able to hit that the house. that witch bitch. Yeah, I, okay. Well, she's That's... protected inside, so you will hit the creature that is this moving house. Well, let me hit, let me hit the house then. Hold on. Yeah, buddy, go ahead and roll it. I will make my saves here. And there's a couple of different rolls I got to do, right? Uh, just click uh, breath weapon, okay. and it should bring up everything we need. Um, Let's see, dexterity save. Boom, boom. 15, 16. And the creeping hut. Minus 2. 13. So you hit. I tell you, uh, baby. That's all I do. Let's fucking go, Caliban. AKA not I need to hit boy. something, baby. I'm wide awake. So this is your, this is your main attack action. Um. DC A creature takes 2d6 damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. So uh, you deal 11 points of damage to uh, two of my guys here. Oh, dang it. And all that, shit, all that stuff should be uh, plus two because I'm raging, right? Or, or is yep, that already that's added? 11. Okay. Beautiful. And does the creeping hut? Uh... Okay, yeah, no, it does have hit points. Nice. You deal some damage to the creeping hut. Perfect. go okay um do you have anything you'd like to do for a bonus action yeah uh would you like to move that first character should still be in the range of winner's hell right uh so your your action this turn was to breathe fire but if you were to take the attack action hold on let me read through this again let me ask you something is Dragon's Breath considered an attack? Can he do a Dragon's Breath it, and an attack? It uses, it uses it your uses action. Whole action. Yeah. It uses your action to breathe. It's a bonus action to cast, but then it's your oh, okay. action to Dragon's breathe. Dragon's Breath. So it depends. If you're using the old Dragonborn, then it's his entire turn. But the no, new okay. Dragonborns allow you to use your breath weapon as part of the attack action. Right. That's what I was thinking. I think I think we had the updated rules when we made Mark, actually. Uh, so, Mark, yeah, go ahead and move five feet forward and make an attack with Winter's Howl. Let's okay. fucking go, Wake Boy Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I'm so hard. 
Sorry, I, was, I remember so reading awesome. that. So <laughs> twenty-three. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Dealing ten yeah. damage. Uh, I'm glad I'm awake for this. Eight damage. The uh, or no, seven damage. The cold does not oh, affect right. this creature. Damn it. Hey. Something at least. Damage is damage, though. All that for a drop of blood. Drop of blood. Says the man. Nice. Okay. Ozol, not the Defiler. Daddy boy Ozol is about to go. Um, I'm going to ask a question, and I think this is correct. Uh, ten feet, ten feet, ten feet, ten feet, correct? Yeah. From that blue dot? I got ten on all mine. Here, let me... Trying to what clear a path. For, uh, shatter. Oh. Don't you deal double damage to structures? Oh my god! Yes! Amazing! Good play. I knew uh, that. Yeah. I would, uh, of course you okay. did. You're Ozal the Wise. That, yeah, that, there's the Wise in Ozal the Wise. Uh, casting Shatter for 18 Thunder Damage. Excuse me, DC 17 save. A sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage, in this case uh, 18, uh, or half as much on a successful constitution saving throw. A creature made of inorganic material, such as stone, crystal, or metal, has disadvantage on the saving throw. A non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spell area. Okay, so I have 22 for one night, uh, which means he saves for half, correct? Uh, yes. So nine damage. And then, and, let's see, 20 minus nine. Uh, 17 is a fail, so that is the full 18, or, yeah, 18. Yep, and then, while you're calculating damage, I'm gonna move, uh, next to burn on my turn. Or for the movement part of my turn. And then the house would also, I believe, take damage. Yes. I'm trying to see, it's double damage, right? Yes. Just wait until the saving throw a magical object that isn't being able to carry. Okay. Nice. So that would be. Minus 18. Minus 18. Uh, this guy got really messed up. Uh, he is now bloodied and critical. Wow. Well um, done. Uh, Marius, do I get any temporary hit points from Eight your temps to you and ten points to your Tressel. Thank you, sir. Eight and ten. The hut will go. Uh, Bobble Saga's Creeping Hut makes three attacks. I'm going to have the back one throw a rock at you, Ozol. Uh... 22 to hit. One of the roots is going to attack you, and then the other root is going to attack your Tressum. Okay, so uh, two of the rocks are attacking, or the rock and the root are attacking me? Yep, the rock and the root, the first two rolls, and then the third one is for your Tressum. Okay, let me just look up 
does do you know if luck roll works on the attack roll that you're making? So you would need to make a shield. So this is a physical attack against your armor class. So those attack rolls are twenty two and twenty one. Correct. Let me let me just look up real quick. Yeah, so uh, you can spend one luck point when an attack rule is made against you. Roll a d20 and then choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or yours. Um, so I'm going to use one more luck point on... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. They're both bludgeoning. I guess on the rock. Are you sure? So because the root deals way more damage than the rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I'll do the root. Sorry. No, you're uh, good. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the 32. Uh, so I'll roll one d20. That's going to be a nat one. <laughs> oh, please roll d100s. Oh, my God. That was freaking clutch. A 40. 40. Uh, <clears throat> let's see if it applies. You miss your attack and gaze upon the chaos of battle. But it's a non-sending. Okay, so here's what happens. You are struck with the rock for 17 damage unless you're doing something to negate that. Uh, I actually don't think I can, because it's a, is it a 22 for the rock? It's 22 to hit, yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to hit, because I think the highest I can make my armor class is uh, 20. Okay. So, so I'll take 17, 17 damage. damage. Okay. So yep. I'll lose my 8 temporary hit points, and I'll go down to 31 on my HP. Okay. The root was a critical failure uh, on a 40. Uh, you have disadvantage on your next attack against any target. So. Oh, wow. Um. That's good. The root being a one does not hit you, so it goes wide over your head. However, the second root now has to be re-rolled um, to see if I can hit your Tressum still, which I probably will, but it's rolled probably. a disadvantage. So I will... Oh, nope, that's not the right... There we go. Uh, 14 to hit, I guess. Sorry, disregard the second attack. Bless you. Uh, let me just double check the Tressum stat. I, I'm pretty sure that's gonna nuke poor poor Vor. Yeah, his AC uh, is 12. Yeah, so then that does hit him. Uh, he is blinked out of existence with a. Yep. Perfect. Well, nice, that dude. That wasn't was totally of... useless. Yeah, that no, was awesome. man. Way to go. Uh, and that's the Hut's turn. The Knights will go. Caliban, you're going to get a series of attacks here. This knight rides past you and attempts to hit you with their lance twice. Uh, He'll provoke from Van Richten with that movement. Yep, I got you. Uh, 17 to hit, which is your armor class. A tie goes to me. And 24. You take... Hold on, give me two seconds here. Calculator... Let's see, 7.5, which is rounded to 7, plus 2, 
You take nine physical damage after the um, attack hits you. And 22 necrotic damage for a total of 31 damage. Damn. None of that rage... I guess raging doesn't help me defensively. Uh, the raging saved you from the physical damage. Otherwise, it would right, have been 15 right. and 4. Those right. were cut in half. Um, Van Richten will get his opportunity attack. Which he will actually reach out with his sword. And hit. Holy cow. 21. Uh, dealing 10 damage on its way by. Um, Marius, actually this guy can't use his lance against you, Calamban. Um, Marius, the horse is going to attempt to bite you. 14, which does not hit. And then two battle axes. Um, 13 and 23. I believe the 23 hits. For a total of 7 slashing and 6 necrotic, bringing you to 13 unless you have resistance against necrotic with your... I do not. Blessing. Okay. So 13 damage to you, my guy. Okay. Uh, uh, your sword's going to get an opportunity attack here. I can't take it, unfortunately. Ozol, this horseman, actually he should be back here, uh, is going to attempt to hit you with his lance as well. How many attacks is he declaring? Three. Okay. So Calamban potentially could have gotten an attack of opportunity, depending on how you moved it, but... It's uh, I went... Out and around. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast um, shield. Uh, shield will add five to my armor class, and bring okay. me to armor class twenty, which means the three attacks will miss. <laughs> <laughs> they all miss you. Um, actually, I'm gonna put him back here. This guy is gonna go burn. Three attacks. Oh, nope. Cancel. Burn. Three attacks against you as well. Okay. And your armor class is 24 right now, correct? Yes. None of them hit. Damn, bro. That extra armor. Okay. Which brings us to your turn, Burn. Yes. Save me, Burn. Uh, yeah, there's a guy in front of me, uh, right here to the left. Yep. I'm gonna attack him twice. Nice. That's horse cutter. 12 and a 21. Oh, do I get advantage? Uh, he's not being directly flanked. Oh. Okay, cool. So, 12 does not hit, but 21 does. Uh, horse cutter is now magical as well, which means that he's not going to take any resistance from the attack. You deal a total of 15 damage to him. Bringing him to bloodied. Okay. And 
Uh, let's see. Or, I'm sorry, critical. Is anyone checking the uh, comments, the uh, super chats? Oh, no. Have we have we had super chat? I'm so sorry. I have been wrapped up. $10 from Luke Fredericks. Thank you so much. Greeting adventurers. <laughs> Ran Christmas Star for some friends of mine a while back. Just thought I'd stop in and offer a boons. I can help from on high. Plus six player character and initiative order if you would please. Holy cow, Luke Fredericks. What a wonderful gentleman. Thank you so much for your donation. Uh, next character would be Burn, technically. Thank uh, you so and much, Burn... Luke. I, if you're okay with it, will give you your pick of the litter between advantage on an attack or a divine intervention. Uh, I'll or take another divine intervention. Okay. Whenever I need it. Never turn down the DI, my friend. <laughs> no, no shit. I am so stressed out right now. Shout out to Luke. Sorry, Luke. We were all we're like all biting our fingernails right now. And I, I, I me too, man. I'm sorry. I'm thank you, Mark. Track a lot of mind. No, no, no. Yes, no. thank you, Mark. We we appreciate Luke because we we need it. <laughs> we, I'm over here on the, the skin of my teeth, the dodging these fucking attacks like Neo. <laughs> Can only be so lucky in one day. Luke, you're you're a godsend, my man. All right, uh, Burn. Sorry, uh, you made your attacks. You were bestowed with the blessings of Bahamut as they flow through you uh, from our patrons, whom we live to entertain. Uh, do you have a bonus action you would like to use, or anything of that um, nature? Good. Sh or would you like to ext extend a smite on that last attack that did hit, or would you like to save those? I don't want to tell no, you what I'm, to do. I'm saving my smites. Okay. Um. I don't really think I have any good bonus action -y stuff, which kind of sucks. Okay. Uh, and that is your turn? Question mark? Marius, yeah. are you still passing out hit points to people in the DL? Or at all? Yeah. Do I get... Are those mine? I believe so. 11 temporary. Affirmative, 11 temps. Yay. Uh, Van Richten will go. Uh, seeing that Stolos is in trouble, he will... Oh, wait. Oh, go ahead. Damn it, never mind. No, 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 go ahead. I haven't started Van Richten's turn. I was, I was reading. Sorry, I got a lot going on. Well, I'm not going to be able to help Stolos right now anyway, so... I was going to move all. over there, but... Why, did, why the fuck is Stolos not behind me? I thought... <laughs> It's okay. Stolas was backing up go... o uh, Ozol. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Like the angel uh, that he is. He's a Stolas! At least someone thinks so. <laughs> uh, being that you were flanking, a couple things go off. And I totally forgot that these are on here. Um, <laughs> so, Van Richten, Undead Slayer, uh, if he hits, deals an extra 13 damage, uh, 3D six radiant damage from his weapon uh it's not surprised but he does have advantage on the attack giving him sneak attack which is an additional seven so he's going to make um two attacks with his cane sword at advantage 15 and or excuse me 20 and 16 
which I don't think the 16 hits the Ghost Knight, which it does not, unfortunately, but the 20 does, dealing uh, 11 plus 7, 18... 18 damage. Oh, 18, 28, 31 points of damage to the Ghost Knight. Uh, trying to draw its attention and ire from you. Uh, he will also use his bonus action um, to help you, Marius. Um, by throwing another healing potion at you. Healing you for 14. Thank you. Uh, another or 13 temporary hit points to him. Nice. All right, Marius, it is your turn, my friend. I'll move into a flank on this creature and make a booming blade uh, swing on him with advantage. Uh, a 14, I am assuming, will not hit. It does not. So I'll miss with my strike, but the spiritual weapon makes its swing. As soon as I can find the die roll for it. There it is. A 23 to hit. Does hit. For 8 force damage. Against which one? The one closest to you? Uh, yeah, the, the only one that's in my melee range right now. Perfect. Um, cool. Then... Yeah. Uh, I will... That's all I got. Okay. Stolas. Give myself some temps. All right. Um, I am going to fly up uh, 40 feet. And I'm going to attack this uh, knight in front of me. Okay. Uh, let's see. At advantage... I'm just going to go ahead and use Eldritch Blast. I'm going to throw two at him. Uh, 17 hits and 20 hits, dealing 19 force damage. I believe there is something else that happens, right? One of your Eldritch Invocations also goes off? Yeah, he is slower, I believe. Let me double check on that. Um, yeah, I think it's 10 feet, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's kind of slow. Okay. Uh, and with that, Stolas, the mighty blow, you bring him to bloodied. Okay. Babala Saga's turn. Uh, the hut issues with an otherworldly glow, and coming out from underneath the uh, trunk of this moving hut are ghosts that and manifest as they appear in front of the hut. Uh, Bobble Saga, safe inside. That, unfortunately, is her turn. Caliban. 
Um, I think I need to, uh, to, uh, breath weapon again, but I need to do it towards Talk the... Talk your mic. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Just, we, yeah, we can hear you. Just talk into your mic, please. I'm sorry. But I need to go towards the uh, south uh, west. I'm not sure if I know how to do that properly there, Cody. Uh, that's okay. Uh, just go ahead and uh, tell me which one you're trying to hit. I'm trying to hit two of them. Or which two? Um, the the two. bottom left, these two? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Go ahead and uh, roll your attack, okay. my good sir. Okay, my, my guy, I appreciate it. Hold on, just another second. Oh. Big roll. So give me two seconds here. I am. Trying to roll 20. It's chugging. Come on, roll 20. Don't do this to me. Alright, Mark P. That is a total of 10 damage. I had to do Come on, ghost knife. There we go. Uh, critical failure and a 16. Both of wi- uh, One of which succeeds taking half damage. The other of which uh, fails his saving throw. Dealing 10 damage to each of them, my guy. I don't like that at all. And then you can make a Winter's Howl attack on somebody. Yeah, I want a Winter's Howl on that person right in front of me. Okay. So you turn your head and just... (laughs) Dragonborn fire across hitting those two guys. Uh, You turn around for Winter's Howl. Go ahead and roll that. Come on. Oh, critical hit 27 because you're flanked by Marius. Uh, Dealing two from Rage, 18, bringing you up to 20 damage. Uh, 24 points of damage. I need murder. Oh, there we go. Death, baby. Good fucking job, Mark. (laughs) Way to go. Fucking done. In his wake is nothing but a. Oh, oh no, what the hell is that thing? A shadow. They fly now. Great. They wonderful. fly now. <laughs> uh, just for the sake of ease, they act on the same turn as the uh, Death Knights. Uh, Caliban, well done, my friend. First blood. Ozol. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to do some maths. Quick maths. Okay, I'm going to... Caliban gains um, temporary hit points. Cast Shatter on this point. Okay. Um, and uh, targeting both of these uh, Ghost Knights. And that's going to be, at level 2, 12 Thunder damage for a DC 17 save. Okay. Uh, Ghost Knights... Dex, Dex. It's a 17 and a 7. Uh, 17 is going to be this guy. Uh, being that he saved, he only takes 6. And then this guy takes the full 12. 
Um, which brings him to bloodied. Which one took the full 12? This one? Uh, north of you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, left of you. You're right. Yep, full 12. Okay. This one took the, the half damage. Um, and then I'm going to attempt to push this guy five feet with telekinetic. Okay. Back. Uh, so telekinetic is going to be a... Let's see. Nope, it's not going to let me do that. Uh, a DC 8 plus my proficiency bonus plus my ability modifier. I believe it's 13. Is uh, dexterity? Your, uh, um, strength saving throw. Strength. 11. Okay, he gets pushed back 5 feet. Boop. Uh, just straight back. Yep. And then I'm going to move forward into Marius's um, aura. That's a, and okay. I will end my turn. Perfect. 12 temporary hit points. Thank you, Marius. Marius, being that you are the closest threat to the hut, I need you to... I'm going to use my reaction to oh, go ahead. do the Divine Expedition and allow myself to move up to my movement speed. Oh, can you go in the hut? That's amazing. I can. And I'm going to go oh my diving God. into the hut. Amazing. I'll, I'll give you this. i give you this. Wow. You dive into the hut. That's the hut cool. reaches in for you. I was looking up rules for grappling to make sure I did this right. <laughs> How dare you. You meet face to face with a smiling ugly hag who says bye bye as three tentacles come in. Uh, well, two to first uh, to make a grapple against you, Marius. I need you to make an imposed athletics check against the creeping hut. Uh, it's got to hit my AC, doesn't it? Um, you have to hit me first. 15, 18 to hit? He's got like a 18 does 20. not hit. 18 does not hit. I'll use my third one then here. 30 uh, to thir- hit. 30 will, will hit. Ugh, okay. Right. So imposed... <laughs> Opposed athletics? Yep. Okay. I'll try and do that. He's fighting Let's a whole house. This goes. A <laughs> six will not succeed. Okay. Uh, the tentacle, well, then, since it's grappled to you, will use its movement speed to move you 30 feet away outside the house. <sighs> Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And you are grappled. Thankfully, it doesn't do any damage to you right now. Okay. But it did move your aura. Yep. Well done, tactically. Trying. The ghosts will go. No, that wasn't sarcasm. That was a really good play. Um, they... Hold on, I'm referring to my sheet here will form a blockade in front of the door and hold their action Dunbringer yes your turn um 
Okay, who, who needs more help? Stolas or... Perception check, my guy. There's two creatures I can attack. Yep, I'm not going to charge you for that. Um, go ahead and just give me perception for battle awareness. Or what is your passive? Uh, I don't have that much cheat sheet here. Ouch, dude. <laughs> no, what's your passive? Don't don't give me the check because that'll take your action. My passive? What does that mean? Uh, so on... I'll just pull up the character sheet here. Your passive is 12, I think? Yeah, it's 12. Yeah. Um, tactically, looking around the battlefield, this is your passive perception. You have a set score for observing what is around you. Uh, you want to know what the biggest threat to you is. The ghost knight to your right is just falling. It's got this burning ectoplasm that is just dripping off both from the horse and from this mounted ghost warrior. You think Van Richten has this under control and probably will be able to uh, destroy said creature within the next couple rounds. Caliban, well underway, uh, is now fighting the shade of this fallen warrior before it is fully banished off this material plane and a very, very, very wounded rider. Again, kind of that ectoplasm just dripping off all over it. You think the largest threat around you is this knight right here next to Ozal, whose turn will get to go next. Okay, um, and I could reach the knight over to my left? Uh, you could move 10 feet, uh, basically swapping to the left of Ozal here like this, Doop. and you could hit him, yeah. Okay, let me do that, and I will hit him twice with horse cutter. What an angel, a gift from God. Oh my God, 25 on both. Whew. Yeah, that's two hits. A spicy Dealing, meatball right there. Uh, 24. 4, 26, 27 damage. Hot damn. Bringing him to critical. Damn, he's not dead after that? Shit, okay. Uh, um, thank you, Marius. De right. Sorry, I... will take the penalty for that, then. I've lost my uh, Ghost Knights in initiative here. And I will just take it as a loss. Um, they had a 18 for their original initiative order. Nope. I As that I made a mistake, I'm going to reorient them in the order. A gentleman and a scholar. I try to be. Where are those tools you said that we got? They should be in the Discord, I believe. Yeah, you have... Um, if you go to the Treasure Discord, you have... Oh, Treasure. Divine, Divine Intervention, and I think you also have a, the Brony McStoney Potion. <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> which is now a meme, whatever that does. Would you like to use the Brony McStoney Potion that I made up on the spot? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a... It's Would a you like to make an insight check as to... To recall in your inner mind as to what this potion does. Um, yes. Okay. I will open one note. I will scroll down to the tab in which I keep my random potions created. The Stony McBrony potion... Um... <laughs> it, 
is a small clay vial inside of which floats chunks of gelatinous, slimy meat that smell like lavender and candy. When consumed, thrown, or used, turns the wearer to stone, or user, excuse me, I don't know why I put wearer in there, to stone for up to three rounds. Now, it's kind of a weird potion that has some really weird ramifications, but you effectively could throw it at one of these horse boys and petrify them to stone. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't want to give them like a, a bonus on accident. You know, I think we could come up with something narratively cool if uh, we want to apply the rule of cool. Uh, Ozal does do have the shatter spell. Well, no, Ozal, <laughs> you can use it as the bonus section. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You could tell me no if you want. Sure. I could. If I hit this guy with the potion and Ozal then uses the shatter spell and it works, is he still going to come back as a ghost? Or is nope. he good? dead, son. He will join the other ruins of Berez as this quasi-shattered statue upon the ground. I like it so much because the rule of cool is obviously applied to our game a lot. Okay. Ozal, does that sound like a plan? Uh, Yeah, I got one more shatter in me. Uh, Can I throw that as a bonus action? (laughs) I will get you some bonus action since you're trying to use the tools I have given to you. Where would you like to throw it? Um, You'd have just... to move back, though. Nope. No, no, no. I'm telling him so he doesn't get shattered. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, I guess just kind of where his legs are in relation to the horse. They're on horses, right? Oh, yeah. Horns, they they are. I, I guess I didn't really do a good job of describing them. They are quasi-ghost horses, right? They kind of have, like, a, an ethereal glow to them on top of, like being melded into them. So if you're actually to look at them, it's like horse, 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 no legs, mounted rider. They have been cursed eternally to ride through the swamps under whatever dark machinations this witch has given to them. Okay, well, I'm doing this guy a favor, so... it's. I mean, it's a hard target to miss, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Just roll me... Give me an athletics check. You're good at that. And, like, I'm looking for, like, ten or higher. Oh, wow, <laughs> you almost fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. Ozal's like, Stony McBroney, and you're like, oh, 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 God. And, like, you, you fumble it out of your jacket, and, like, as soon as you pull it out, it's one of those things where, like, you're holding the spoon in the kitchen, and, like, you draw quick draw it from the drawer, and it goes flying out of your hand, and then you turn around and catch it, and then you are like, oh, cool, I got the spoon. But in this case, the spoon is the potion. You fumble it up, and then just kind of volleyball bat it at this... Uh, Writer who is then instantly petrified to stone for the next three rounds. Move one square down also. Uh, he, as soon as it hits, it kind of it sticks in this gelatinous fluid that is his body um, of this ectoplasm. And as soon as the potion disperses, it begins to start at the point of impact, turning him to stone, and he becomes a statue by the time the potion is... Uh, uh, your turn has ended. Well done. Move one square down, though. Yeah, I can move. I can still move, right? Yeah, we well, can go diagonal too. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, I guess because you can't get opportunity attack, so yeah. Nope. Well done. It's stone. Stone to stone, stone, stone. Uh, Van Richten will go. He will draw from his side a um, hand crossbow. And he's going to make three attacks, two of which are the horse in front of him, potentially. Uh, and the other is going to be the horse near Calamban. So, uh, hand crossbow, 20, which wow. hits this guy, dealing six piercing damage. Nice. And then the sword. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Plus a you D6. You have assassinate. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on you. Plus a D6 for his hunter's mark on this target. Oh, come on, bring it out of the way. Uh, for four, um, four plus three d six for sneak attack. For nine, which <laughs> kills this horse, and a shadow does not appear because it was struck with a silver weapon. Oh shit! Amazing. Um, was that sarcasm? No, that was awesome. What you... Oh, okay. Uh, that would be <laughs> genuine. No, 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 no. I, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Uh, two attacks from this seventeen, which hits, uh, dealing five damage. Plus, he gets sneak attack for another seven, which is twelve. Plus, he gets undead slayer for another seven, which is nineteen. Killing this horse as well. Hit 18 points left. And, again, since his horse sword is silver, no shadow. Marius, you're in the clutches of a giant evil tree. And you can't fly. Mm, yes, quite the predicament. Is there a window in this side of the house? There is, in fact, a window on each side of the house. Lovely. I into a bit Say of mist... And I misty step through into the hut. Atta boy. Um, let me... How am I going to do this? Um, I'm going to actually move you up so that we can have an interior view of the hut, if you're okay with that. Sure. So the hut is where it is, but for the purposes of interior-exterior combat, Marius, I'm going to make the hut come alive over here. I'll just yeah, drop then, a second token for myself on the map so they can see the aura down there. Uh, token layer. And you are face-to-face -face in the bathtub right here. Great. Uh, I, I am then going to use my main action to Booming Blades uh, swing my sword at her. Okay. You move out of the, this bloody bathtub. Uh, I can do up to 30 feet, so I could have gone oh. into the center of the room. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Dang. I wanted you to be covered in blood. <laughs> I mean, I I, I kind of got squashed earlier, so I am already covered in blood. Oh, I know. There's that, too. Alright. Uh, 13 to hit. That uh, does not hit, as she misty steps Herself. out of the hut. I am perfectly fine with that. 
She's interrupting my turn? How dare she? Okay. She's out the back! Uh, anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Marcus? Uh, that's my action, my bonus action. Yeah, I still have movement. I'm going to go after her. <laughs> you going to jump out? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> go for it, bud. What? Well, um, actually, what do I see in the room? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Quick glance. Uh, uh, Passive uh, perception's 23. Yes. Sorry, let me... I got stuff everywhere on my screen. I actually have a full description of the room here for you. Ruins of Perez. Babala Saga's hut. Uh, hut interior. The hut is a 15-foot on a side and packed with old furniture, including a wooden cot, a wicker cabinet, a slender wardrobe, a wooden table, a stool, a barrel... A wooden chest reinforced with brass bands. An iron tub stained with blood. In the middle of the room is a ghastly wooden crib with a small angelic child sitting in it. All furnishings except the crib are bolted to the floor. Beneath the crib, uh, green light seeps up and through the cracks between the rotting floorboards. Um, not to interrupt, but Luke said I had a 12-hour shift today. Uh, I'm going, uh, so I'm going to scoot, but I'll leave a tab open to lurk for y'all. Maybe I'll be able to catch you on your next session. Cheers. Thanks, Luke. We play every other Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time. So thank next you so session will be in two weeks. And thank you for the super chat. We appreciate it. We love you. Oh, and he became a new channel member. What a, Whoa! What a guy. Oh, nice. Luke, Thanks, you're, you're dude. Incredible. Holy cow. So much guy. love. <laughs> How about it? Totally. So much love for Luke. Uh, okay, Marius, uh, quick glance at the room. What would you like to do? And thank you for stopping by, Luke. Eat that baby. I I am going to start baby. ripping at the floorboard <gasps> after my next turn. Okay. Or once once we get back to my turn. So I'm going to end my turn here, actually, and not go after her. Ah, very, very wise of you, Marius. Uh, uh, and... I still have temps. She actually ducked out the back? Oh, yeah, dude. She's a slippery... <laughs> she's a sneaky snake. I was gonna say pussy, but sure. <laughs> well, you lose that, too. Uh, you are no longer grappled, so I can take that off of here. For this turn, at least. She's all bitch and no bite. There is that, too. Get it? This female dog. But yeah, she's yeah, also yeah, a bitch. I got you. That's that's hilarious, but I'm laughing really hard on the inside. I know it, dude. You don't need to put it on my token. Shh, it's for my remembrance, not yours. Still lost. All right, I'm gonna fly opposite of Kalen Ban. Uh, Eldritch blast this ghost thing at advantage. Which one? Can you uh, this guy in front of Kalen Ban. Oh yes, yes. The the shadow. I got a 20 and a 17. And this is force damage, I believe. Yes, force. Okay. Um, Eldritch Blast. You got a 20 and a 17, both of which hit dealing 11 damage to the shadow as it shrieks. 
I would, at a bonus action, also like to chug down a potion, which will be um, a little less effective because of my uh, mutation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just don't add your constitution modifier, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that's only when you're using hit dice to us. This potion is totally fine, then. Oh, okay. Um, what do I roll for that again? I'm sorry. Um, which is, I believe is just a minor, so it's 2d4 plus 2. Uh, so six. Six. Eight. Eight, thanks. Excuse me. I am removing that from my inventory. Minus one. Twelve temps. Nice. If you don't still have temps. Yes, I do still have them, but thank you. Alright, I guess that's my turn. Okay. The ghost will go, or ghost knight. Uh, being that the shadow is the only thing that can attack on its turn, uh, it will turn around and attack you, Snowballs. Stellos is 40 feet in the air. Oh, my apologies. Um, it will try to attack you, Calamban, in which it fails. Baba Lasaga will go. What am I going to do with you, Baba Lasaga? Ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Zero, I can't use, uh, nope, zero. Perfect. I will use my bonus action to Misty Step back into the room with you. Marius. On top of the bed. At which point I will use a spell. Finger of death. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. DC 17. I'll uh, use my reaction when she teleports into room to divine expedition the fuck out of that room. <laughs> <laughs> and run the fuck away. If you allow it. <laughs> I think... Hold on. This is like one of those Scooby-Doo cartoons where they're like know, right? <laughs> running through rooms in the hallway. Yeah. Can you divine yeah. expedition out the window? Oh, it's at the beginning of another creature's turn. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Can Ozone see that finger right, of death? DC you cannot. Coming. Your way. Nah. There is a wall of I figured. Ghost I, 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 figures. I, I figured. Just wanted to. A ask. seven. So that is 62 points of damage coming to the face. Ow. The temporary hit points first. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of those are gone easily. And so that's 
51 um, points, so... I'll read the spell off. Uh, you send negative energy coursing through a creature that you can see within range, causing searing pain. The target must make a constitution searing throw, where it takes 78 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. The humanoid killed by this spell raises at the start of your next turn as a zombie that is permanently under your command, followed by verbal orders to the best of its ability. Thankfully, you're not dead. No. Barely. Bringing you to 15, Marius, as she cackles. <laughs> Die! The finger of death goes off, and she is surprised beyond belief to see you still standing. It's not possible. The Night Mother will be your undoing. And that's her turn. Caliban. There's a shadow in front of you, Mark. Uh, or you could move up and attack some ghosts and try and get in the house. Talking to your I microphone. Do wanna... Sorry. Play the love of God. <laughs> I do want to move up. I'm going to move up right here next to Stolas. And then I want to try to use my... What do I want to try and use? Hold on, give me a second here. Uh, I want to... Uh... I want to use Winter's Hell. Okay. What are you attacking, uh, Mark? This this person north of me. The I'm shadow. Sorry. Yeah, the shadow. Yeah. Oh, you got to be up one more. Uh, one more. I'm sorry. I should have moved up there. Okay. Uh, ten. You're making two attacks, so go ahead and hit the other one while I pull up the ghosts stat block here. Ten does not hit. Damn it. Really? Really. You get one more attack, though. <laughs> I, want to do, I want to do one or sound one more time. Twenty-one hits. Alright, that's kind of hit. It takes... All the damage. All of the damage. 13 points of damage. Bringing it to bloodied and critical. What was all the wise? You hear Marius shriek out from inside the. I, uh, I do. Um, the Stony McBrony potion. Um, does Ozol know how long that potion will last for? How long this creature will be stoned for? Yeah, you think he's stoned for close to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, for three rounds. So, 20-ish seconds. Oh, okay. Burn. Ozol I may need... can move and cast a spell. I know. We may need to save Marius. He needs our help. We'll have of to course. Deal with this this uh, specter later. 5, 10... 15, 20, 25. I can be in Caliban's circle, right? Or square? Mm -hmm. Or no? Oh, yeah. Well, not in his square, but you can be adjacent to one of his squares. You can move through Stolos as well. 
Yeah. And that that is a difficult terrain too, since you're stepping into the marsh. Oh, okay. I won't do that. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'll be here. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Shatter so that it hits the house. And let me just. Oh yeah, you hit all the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Shatter is going to go off for, um, 11 thunder damage, and I guess we'll do the save starting from the left to the right. Okay. Um, let's see, dexterity. One, two, three, four. So, 21, save for none. On, or, I'm sorry, quarter the left damage. Most. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have resistance to thunder. Oh, uh, And then save for half on the other two. So you deal... Um, five, two points of damage to this one, and then half rounded down is five to these guys, killing the one that Mark attacked, and five to this one. Um, the door to the hut is shut. Okay. Just because um, I figured you're probably going to ask. Yeah, I'm going to use telekinetic on this one to push it out of the way of the door. Also, I like to make a clearing. That would be a strength saving throw. Um, condition immunities. It cannot be moved. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, and then I'll yell to Van Richten that we need to push forward. Van Richten, we must push forward for Marius. Aye. Baba Lasaga's hut. How convenient. I have all of you so close. Caliban. Ozal still lost. Nine tails for Ozal if he doesn't have him. Oh, no, we're good. Okay. Uh, in this order, Kalimban, Ozal, then Stolos, I will make attacks against you. Root, root, root. Wait, hang on, Holy hang on. shit. I'm 40 feet in the air. Will they still get me? Yes, it has a 60 foot reach. Damn. So the attack on the left is the number that we're concerned with? Correct. Okay. Um, if it's a tie for the armor class, what does that mean? Is it negated? A tie goes to the attacker. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast as a reaction shield to bring okay. my armor class up to twenty. Okay. To awesome. take no damage. Mark, you take thirty-three points of damage instead of taking the full critical hit. Um. I will also roll d100 since it's a crit. 37. Oh, come on, tabs. Can I use the 11 um, portent for Stolas? Or would that still hit Stolas? Um, it's 11 plus my skill, correct? We double check that. Um, yes. Give me one okay. second. Let's see, I rolled 37 on this critical hit. After your. 
weapon critical hit. You are able to maneuver towards your opponent while attacking and attempt to harass them. After your attack, you can choose to attempt to grapple your opponent if you have a free hand, or attempt to shove the opponent if both hands are in use. Um, I think I already declared that I'm doing three attacks, so I'm just going to give you 33 points of damage, Caliban. So, temporary hit points Typical. first. It wouldn't matter if it does add, correct? Like, Stolas would still get that damage. Because it's a plus 10, you said, or plus 6? Uh, to the attack? Uh, yeah, the if I make it 11. Hut has a plus 12 to weapon attacks with the reach. Okay, yeah, so then I won't I won't do that, because it would still... It would still hit. It wouldn't do anything. Okay. I thought I thought it was the final outcome, but it's just the dice itself. Okay. Yeah. So um, you take no damage, was all right? Because uh, fifteen does not correct. Hit you. Correct. Correct. Um, you take thirty-two points of damage. Or no, I'm sorry, thirty-three points of damage. Uh, temporary hit points first, and then the rest. Uh, temporary hit points do not stack. Just as a heads up, Ozol takes zero, and uh, Stolas, you take twenty-three points of damage. Bummer. Okay. Was that damage already negate, uh, mitigated by his rage? Yes, I already took it off because it would okay. have been um, 27 extra points of damage. Um, so I guess uh, no, that's fine. 60 total. You would take 30. I'm sorry. Add three back hit points. Caliban. Is Stolas still standing? Stolas, are you still standing? Uh, Yeah. I I had uh, temporary hit points, so I get <laughs> I have Oof. eleven hit points left. Uh, the ghosts will go. Uh, the ghosts. Um. They are going to attempt to hit Caliban, Caliban, and Ozol. How many attacks are you declaring against Ozol? One. Uh, wait, let me double check that. Yes, one. Uh, okay. That's fine. I also, I also need the three of you uh, within each ghost to make wisdom saving throws. Three, please. Each. One per each of us? Mm-hmm. Or three each? Uh, actually, let's just do one each. I'm, I'm going to simplify it a little bit. Okay. That's a lot. I think Ozol has advantage on that from the Fortitude Mind, I think. Okay. From earlier. So wisdom yeah, saving yeah. throw. Oh, Mark, you're good. 11, and then the second one's going to be a 23. Nice. You're good. Stolas? Wisdom? Sorry about that. 40 feet in the air again? Are they flying all the way up to him? It's a 60-foot range. Ooh. Oh, never mind. Sorry. You're good. You said wisdom? Yeah. Mark, you are hit for 12 necrotic damage. Um, withering touch. And 
And that is it. That's all that happens. 12 necrotic damage to you, Mark. The other two attacks, um, 11 does not, or 9 does not hit you, and Ozal 7 does not hit you. That's correct. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, next in line is Burn. What you doing down there, bud? Yeah, so... Um, the guy I turned to stone, how... Can you tell me how close he is to death? I mean, he's got uh, a bleeding hard, so... You know, the statue is... Very chic art-wise. It's very thin lines of uh, upper torso on this being. Its lance also is relatively thin. Um, Vitality-wise, you think that he is more vulnerable in this position, being stone, being that you could probably cleft him in twain if you were to be, you know, be able to make two attacks and deal enough damage to break the stone. Um... You know, you, you probably could sever whatever is inside of this while still salvaging the uh, potion from you, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then I can move after I attack, right? You can. You have to move five feet forward, and then, you know, you could move even diagonal here so it still helps you. Okay. Um, yeah, let me, let me move. I'm going to attack twice, just in case. Being that it's stone, I just need you to roll above ten. 25 and 22. Oh, easy. Uh, you deal 20, 30... Hold on. 31 points of damage, which utterly destroys this statue. It just crumbles to the ground as its head rolls off, breaking off the lance on the way down. Your sword clefts his body in half, uh, and the horse's head in half, and then you come back and sweep the hooves as the whole statue crumbles to the ground and rubble goes everywhere. Um, it is now permanently destroyed and no shadow spawns. You have 25 feet of movement left. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, can I dash? <laughs> or does it not matter because I only have that many? Uh, you can move to here, next to the shadow. Yeah, let me, let me get as close as I can. And back into the light of... Uh, uh, the neon moon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, Van Richten, hearing your words, uh, burn. That's your turn. Um, is just overcome with how well we're doing in this battle. Even though we're hurt and you know bleeding and things, uh, he is quite proud. He will do a couple things here. Sorry, give me two seconds. I'm clearing some tabs off so I can actually click some buttons here. Uh, Rudolph and Richten. Five, 10, 15, 20. We'll move up to here. Um, Calaman, he sees you and he says, Brace! As he's going to attempt an athletics check to jump off your back. So do or I acrobatics. need to make the athletics check? Nope. You don't have to do anything. He's okay. just going to use you as a stepping stone. You can make a strength check if you want. If you want to like assist or something. 
Beautiful. I'll do it. There's a reaction, I'll be, uh... maybe? Go ahead. Strength athletics. Or just athletics. Sorry, I don't want to confuse you. Nineteen. You uh, brace a shoulder and kind of give him a as he jumps off your back. He vaults from you to the roof, and he falls through inside next to you, Marius, as the roof crumbles, uh, landing next to Babala Saga. Uh, at which point, he will attack. One, two. I will also... Put my hunter's mark on her. Uh, 17 and 14 for Babala Saga. The 17 hits. Babala Saga is not an undead, but she is surprised. I will take sneak attack, hunter's mark, and the damage from this. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sixteen points of damage to Babala Saga. She reels as he comes crashing through and he says, Hello, Marius. He can take ten temporary hit points for himself if he's missing. Hell yeah. He is missing a fair amount of hit points at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he gives you a wink as he launches into combat with this creature. Your turn, Marius. It's about to get quiet. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> As there is no longer any sound coming from within the hut. And I cast the silent spell. Uh, 20 foot radius spheres centered on a point you choose within range. Concentration up to 10 minutes. For the duration, no sound can be created within or passed through a 20 foot radius sphere. Centered on a point you choose within range. Any creature object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage, and creatures are deafened while entirely inside it. Casting a spell that includes a verbal component is impossible in there. She's not running away from me anymore with Misty Step. Uh, and I'm going to come up and swing on her. Um, that red, I'm assuming you're centering it on her, or are you centering it oh, elsewhere? I'm, center, I'm centering it on her. Okay. I will put a circle in uh, to help with that. And then I will make my swing. And 11 does not hit as I continually roll. Ooh, 10 on hits. Uh, bonus act, or excuse me, sorry, that swing doesn't even happen because it was my action to cast the spell. Um, however, I can bonus action to have the spiritual weapons swing on the ghost, which I will do. Perfect. 16 to hit for 13 force damage. Perfect. Oh, come on. Sorry, I'm just roll 20s chugging here. You're good. 
20 feet? Not quite. Temp hit points for myself. Maurice, will you cut me out a 20-foot circle, please? On your... I, I can do that. I appreciate that. Actually, two. One for each side of the hut, I suppose. Um, okay. Uh, this one is dead. Perfect. Uh, anything else you'd like to do on your turn as you attack in silence? Uh, that is all I can do at the moment. Okay. Uh, oh, that gets to be taken out of initiative because it no longer exists due to silence. Uh, Stolas, the hut goes eerily quiet and the magic uh, within is no longer heard. No words, no fighting, no nothing. What do you do? Okay, um, I am a little bit confused. I had moved up another 40 feet in the air, uh, preemptively, as you can see. Um, this red circle that I'm seeing, I'm confused. What's the range of that silence? I'm working on it. Okay. Yep. So there will be a, an outline drawn on that uh, will help with that. Shazam. I'll change its color to like that. Yeah, perfect. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um. Well, I recognize that as being silence <laughs> since we've experienced this before. Uh, but what I would like to do is actually move in this direction. Uh, opposite of burn and attack the ghost at advantage with Eldritch Blast. Um, actually, reading back through the notes on how I wrote this fight, the ghost is gone. Wait, this one is gone? Uh, all of the ghosts blocking the hut are gone. Oh, crap. Okay. Um... They were being sustained through something. I don't want to necessarily spoil that. I'll let you guys figure that out on your own. Uh, but the ghosts within the area of silence are no longer... Because <laughs> the spell that I wrote takes semantics. Uh, so. Oh, Shazam. gosh. Okay. Um, oh, this one, too. All right. Well, I... <laughs> I'm kind of useless if I go in there, I can't cast any spells. You can um, still attack the shadow. Or the hut. Yeah, or the hut, too, yeah. Shadow the hut, you know. Legendary Star Wars creature. You can't, you can cast spells so long as they don't have a verbal component to them. Oops. Yeah, okay. Um, well, okay, I'll go ahead and attack this, uh, what is this thing, a shadow? Yep. Yeah, I'll attack him at advantage, since I'm opposite a burn. My range is insane with Aldrich Blast, so it's all good. 23-17? Dead. 
And as a bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and down my last potion. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, where are you? Okay. And it was 2d4? Correct. Plus 2. 2, so 9. Alright, I'm adding 9 HP. Boom. Okay. That's my turn. Shadow. Now I need to find out which of my spells require words. <laughs> okay. That brings us to Baba Lasaga herself. Time to get crafty, old bat. She can't talk. I know. He knows. He's having to research now what he can still do. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, dude. This is this is the part I love about D and D that are not all the great people. Will I know. This is fun. About. Um. Let's see. I will use. Um, actually, bear with me for two seconds. I'm going to do two things that help us, I think. Uh, one, I'm going to go to the map layer. And I'm going to actually move this house here. Objects and tokens. Delete. Delete. I will put her back here. And Van Richten back here. And I will also... Um, oh, I have a red fill on Bottle of Saga. That's why it's so... I can take that off now. Damn, my circle is so accurate. Oh, Dude, it man, was look at that. stellar. So changes. That should help. Okay. There's a more accurate picture of what's actually going on. Um... Back to objects and tokens. Back to Babala Saga. I'm gonna pop this out. For, uh, no, I'll leave it right where it's at. Okay. Let me see what I can do with you. I lost my tape measure for some reason. Okay, I forgot what I'm going to do. So I'm here. I'm going to shift 5, 10, 15, Marius, and then jump out this window, so make an attack of opportunity. You would. You also didn't put uh, Van Richten back in his proper spot, so she would have provoked from him as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. 25, 30, 35. I'll take my swing. 18 to hit. Hits. 8 slashing. Okay. I will take away 8. Uh, Van Richten. Monster Hunter MD. We'll take a shrink. Whoa! Critical hit! Fuck yeah! Let's Whoa. go! D100s. That's a 2. Oh, man. Oh, no. Is Bobble Saga dead? 
if she would die, can I use divine intervention for her not to die? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank <Why> God. God. <laughs> uh, the next person to attack Babla Saga has advantage. Okay. Oh, nice. On top of dealing the critical hit. So that plus sneak attack. Uh, and all those dice are doubled as well. Yep. Fucking so 28. Awesome. 38 points of damage. Now, once Babala Saga leaves the spell effect, since she has just taken out the window as Van Richten slashes at her, she will go and... She will turn invisible. Is she casting invisibility? Yes. Counterspell. Alright, baby. Do it. It's higher than third level. I'll give you that for free. So go ahead and roll it. Plus nine. What do you mean? Invisibility is higher than third Oh, level. okay. So what level are you casting it at? I'm not telling you. You gotta roll it, bud. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Nat 20? <laughs> Fuck yes! <me>. Yes! Go! <laughs> oh <laughs> my go. god. Let's, Let's go, fucking baby. go. We need it! I will then mythic action since I can't go invisible to cast a spell. I gotta subtract my mythic action. Bubble Saga. Cloud Kill. And can I cast a higher? I can cast a higher. Six level. Uh, she jumps off and into the water, doing so, turning invisible. As she turns invisible, um, Ozal, you're like, nah, bitch, I got you. <laughs> Counterspell. She turned back and hisses using a mythic action to snap her fingers, creating a cloud of noxious gas, casting Cloud Kill. Beans. Cloud Kill. Say what? Oh, nothing. Is that the uh, the yellow circle? Or like uh, the, no, the not yet. Circle? I haven't drawn it out yet. Uh, casting range is 60 feet. One action. Um, concentration up to a minute. Uh, up to 10 oh, minutes. No, that's... Polymorph. I am looking at the wrong spell. There it is. Cloud kill. Uh, casting range 120 feet, one action. Target a creature who you can see within a spell's aura. Concentration up to 10 minutes. You create a 20-foot wide radius sphere of poisonous yellow-green fog centered on a point you choose within range. The fog spreads around corners. It lasts the duration or until strong wind dissipates the fog, uh, ending the spell in the area which is heavily obscured. 
When a creature enters the spell effect for the first time on its turn and starts the turn there, that creature must make a constitution saving throw. The constitution, the creature takes 5d8 poison damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Creatures affected even if they hold their breath or do not need to breathe. The fog moves 10 feet away from you at the start of each of its turn, rolling along the surface of the ground, the vapors being heavier than air, uh, sink to the lower level of the land, even poisoning down openings. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you, whoever drew my circle. I appreciate that. Um, and then I will use... Nope, I can't use that this turn. Okay. Caliban. Oh, I deleted my hut, which had 18. So, so am I not in striking distance of this, this bitch here? You gotta move. 30. 35 feet is okay. the distance so far. Oh boy. Okay. Talking to your mic, please. Sorry, I'm working on it here. Oh, come on. And then once I move there, I will use. Let me go here. Let me use. Uh, what do I want to use? Uh, this sucks. I'm going to use a uh, breath weapon. You got it. It's the last you, use of your breath your weapon one. for the yeah. day. Yeah. And you need to move up if you want to strike on her too. All right, move up one more. Two more. Two more. For a breath it's, weapon? It's difficult train too. Well, so he needs to be in melee range if he wants to actually weapon strike her, because this is part of an attack action, so he can still swing uh, with the breath weapon. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yes. That's what the new dragon rules, Dragonborn rules are. And 25 feet, so 50 foot. Uh, it's 45 feet of four, movement. Four, 40 foot movement, so he could, he would be able to make it with difficult terrain. He could go here, though. On this spot, right? The one so below I him? Back, I'd have to go back here? Right here. <sighs> yeah. Eh. Let's see. So he was here. Because it's five foot of movement, right? And then that's... 25... 35... And he wouldn't be able to get in the last square. Because he would be lacking five foot of movement. Oh, he could still just use a breath weapon, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Does he have to roll a cloud kill damage event? first, though? Uh, he started his turn in it, so yes. He has to make a dexter... Um, constitution saving throw. Oh, or take 24. Or half, yeah, or 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. Constitution, Marky Boy. Nine. You take 24 points oh, of poison shit. damage. I got you. Brings you I to 20 like health. That. And then now I can attack, right? Hopefully. Uh, you can use your breath weapon. Yeah, I'm going to use your breath weapon. Which you did. You got 17 damage originally. And she needs to make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Oh! 
Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I'm going to use a legendary action to pass. So I take no damage, save for none. All right, those are the ways. Son of a bitch. Um, Constitution saving throw. Yeah, give me one second. You're gonna have to double check check Dini's spell she linked to you because I think you might have advantage potentially. Yes. Shouldn't this be half as much on a successful one for the weapon that Marius used? For her skill set of what she has. Oh, it just it just nullifies she, yep. the damage. Okay, yep, gotcha. Okay, so um, uh, Dini, can you or uh, Stolas, can you link me the spell one more time? Because I tried I scrolling up, but it's so far up. Stolas said BRB at eleven oh eight. I think she's definitely. Oh, second. okay. Um, I'll. It won't kill me at twenty four, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, the in- intellect fortress just gives you advantage on saving throws the- for your mental stats. So int, okay. and charisma. Oh, okay. Not gotcha. not towards the, the cra- cloud kill. So constitution saving throw. You rolled a. Oh shit! 16. I just rolled a d twenty. Um. Yeah. Sixteen plus. So what was my so con? Hit con three nineteen actual stat. Yeah. 12. It would be nineteen. Twelve. Oh, well, I rolled a sixteen. Uh, okay, that's fine. It's, it's, damage. It, it's 16, because he's also within uh, oh, Bird's Aura. Yeah, you still fail. But so you still take fails. Uh, 24 points of poison damage. Dang, too um, bad you got a Yon-T, you'd be immune to poison. Hmm. Let me think about this. You could portent, or potentially use luck, if you still have any left. Yeah, I'll use my last luck roll. Uh, what was it, constitution again? Mm-hmm. No, it was not going to make a difference. Dang. Okay. Um, a lot of luck rolls, huh? Well, Dang. that's my third one. Um, so I'll lose 12 temporary hit points, and then 12 of these hit points also for 19 hit points. Okay. So st- um, 5, 10... <sighs> Can we talk to other party members during combat or no? Uh, it has to be a quick message. Remember, it's only six seconds. You can use your whole action to communicate or plan something out. So keep that in mind, right? But as for like long, lengthy conversations, um, being that you don't have the store, the awoken mind where you could like speak faster potentially, right? Mm-hmm. How does difficult terrains work? So five, ten, put me at the edge of this. Every five. If I wanted to get to this island, ten, ten feet of movement. Okay, five, yep. ten, twenty. Okay, so that would still be too much. Well, actually, I could go five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. It's the neon sign, is what I'm worried about, right? The green one. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You have like a misty step or a teleport or blink or anything? I don't. Yeah, I want to do something with Caliban that I think would be really fun, but I don't know. <sighs> well, too bad you didn't take the conjuration. You'd have benign transposition. What's that do? It just switches you places with the character you can see within like 30 or 60 feet, depending on the level you're at. Okay, you said I have six seconds. Yes. Oh, actually, Mark is make- tucking his kids in, so. Fuck. Uh, f- 
Can Burn take his turn? And then I want to... You can choose to hold your action, but if it, the initiative comes back to your turn... Yeah, no, I got the you. turn before yeah, I got yours, you. your turn's over. Okay. Um, I'm just going to hit her with Magic Missile. Attaboy. Uh, Baba Lasaga. Um, at level... Well, why is it not doing that? Oh, it did... A, okay, the, it did three for the first one. Uh, so she'll take nine force damage. And she has she to take, take three concentration checks. Zero force damage because she casts shield. Oh, fun. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Your spell wings up and across and attempts to hit. Do, do, do. Thudding against her shield. Okay. Whew, getting low on spells. All right. Ozal, what's your AC currently, if I may ask you? Uh, it is 15. 15. Okay. Still lost. You're 80 feet in the air. Can't hit you. I could hit Mark, though. And 12 times to... Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. I was actually just about to ask. Okay. So, uh, the Creeping Hut will attack Calamban, Ozal, Burn, in that order. Calamban, okay. Ozol, Burn. So that's 22 to hit Calamban for 33 bludgeoning, 30 to hit Ozol for 26. 32, so 16 points to Calamban. 22 um, to hit Burn for 24 damage, which Burn, we have not been. This should be at 6 now. So Burn, you don't take any damage. Uh, being that your AC is 24 still. Ozol, you take your damage, and you got that. That's the hut's turn. Um, it will recede into the water as it begins to dive deeper with everyone inside. So it scoots back 5, 10 feet with its movement. And will begin to submerge itself. Uh, at which point, the house begins to fill with water. Uh, it's full movement. Uh, it is now flooded on the inside. Someone save that baby! <laughs> uh, burn. Your turn. Okay, uh, let's see here. You see as this house disappears under the water into the, this ruined circle. Uh, uh, it's about ten feet below the surface of the water. Oh, I'm sorry, twenty feet below the surface of the water. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh Oh, Bobla Saga's over there by Calamban. Mm-hmm. But that's a, they're in the swamp, right? So I couldn't even move over there if I wanted to. Yeah, they're to. in the water. Let me see. I guess I'm just gonna move like over here. As close as I can to the edge and 
Uh, let's see, can I ready a spell? Let's see, what do I have? How far away is the house? It is from you. Oh. Um, Well, where are you? It, 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 it's not going to work anyway. Oh, okay. It's 20 feet below I, the waves. I was going to try and misty step to inside, but I can't see in there. You could get to like the edge of the circle or something. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, misty step to Baba La Saga. I, I, I can only misty step to 30 feet. Unoccupied space. But I was over, I, you know, playing fair, I wasn't there. I was over it's here. action, dude. You can move and then, then Misty step. Oh, I can? Oh, yes. fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let me Misty step to Baba La Saga. So that'll be a, a spell slots. Right. I can move here, right? 30 feet? Yep. Uh, and then... Shit, I can't attack, attack can my I? Guy. Yeah, you can. I can? Yes. It's a movement bonus and action per oh, turn. Okay, fuck yeah. And I get advantage, right? You said no. the next person that attacks her gets advantage. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, let me divine go intervention. To... Well, I don't need the divine intervention right now. Uh... I'm going to cast, or I'm going to, can I attack with Horse Cutter and still Bane, or no? Because I use Misty Step. Um, be... No, Bane's not just a Bane. Bonus. Not no, because you bonus action already. Yeah. Can he smite? Yes, he, he smite. could smite. Oh, that's what I meant, he, smite, not hits. Bane. Yeah, so roll your two attacks, and then... But you have to hit first. Okay. Yep. Let's see. Add advantage. Add, thank you for reminding me. Always hit Only Sorry. the first one will be. Oh! <laughs> Great job, Holy DD, shit. baby. Highest level spell. Nat 20. Oh my goodness. Holy shit. Oh my god, Burn. Uh, Demon Hunters, please, Dean. Okay. Roll 100. <laughs> I want to. A thirty. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Also, cloud boom, kill. Boom, boom, concentration boom. check. Oh yeah. Uh, well, he has to make a Constitution saving throw at the start of his turn as well, since he started his turn in cloud kill. So yeah, make sure you do that burn as well. A Constitution Dude, cloud saving cool. Throw? Such a cool spell. I like that. Dude, it's fucking dope. All right. A twelve or a ten. Calculator back up. Um, did you roll your smites? Uh, oh no! Just roll uh, your your highest level smite or whatever, and I will start calculating damage. Uh, uh, smite is what? Just roll. Just roll. Four. Just roll six d eight for me. Yep. Six d eight. Jesus. Yep. Here's five and then one plus All right, 20, 26 points. Uh, twenty six thirty thirty nine. Uh. Well, no, so the 68 is from the critical hit. That's not 
not from the second attack. Oh, sorry. 24 plus... 39, 39 plus 49, four. plus 40, or 51. Four. It's 25 for the first mm. one, I think. 21 plus 4? Oh, no. yeah, yes, 25, but with the smite. So, 51 points for the first attack. The second attack wouldn't be at advantage, so it misses. Yep. But 51 points of damage to her. I have 49 for some reason, but I'm just going to let it ride at You're, 51. I must have missed something. Are you it's fine. missing the two points from the last D8? Because you can only oh, roll five, five at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do the six one by itself. Plus two. 51. And you rolled a 30 for your critical hit. Uh, you are able to maneuver towards your opponent while attacking them and attempt to harass them. After your attack, you can choose to attempt to grapple your opponent if you have a free <laughs> hand... If you have a free hand, which Brent's weapon is two-handed. Oh, true that. Or attempt to shove your opponent if both hands are are in use. So you can attempt to shove. Yeah, I'll attempt to shove. Let me pull up. Shove. Combat action. Shove aside. With this option, a creature can use a special kill sh a lot of the skill called shove attack from the player's hand butch and force the target to the side rather than away. The attacker has a disadvantage on strength athletics checks. So, so um, because of your Goliath standpoint, you just give me a basic attack. So roll a d20 and add, or just make like a standard weapon attack with horse cutter. Can can he choose to take the role. double damage from the crit? I, I already applied the double damage. Oh, okay. Copy that. So 17 to shove against Babala Saga, who has to make a strength saving throw of nine. Oof. You can push her five feet in one direction or the other. Or you can, like, shove her towards Caliban, potentially. To, like, yeah, let me shove her towards Caliban so he could get a good attack on her. <laughs> Nice. For a cloud kill, was she able to pass her test? Or check, oh, rather. Yeah, sorry, let me make the constitution saving throw. DC would be uh, 25. I'll give her an 11 on Portin if I can. Yeah. Then the spell fails. Did you take your... Um... He has not yet. You haven't okay. rolled it for him. Go ahead and roll that really quick burn while we still have that up. And I will... The cloud well, kill for burn? He Burn got a 12, so he failed. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, okay. okay. So then you take Cody needs to roll damage. damage. <coughs> yeah. Oh. It's 24. I'm just going to keep it that way so I don't have to keep rolling oh, it over perfect. and over again. Um, cloud kill is constant. Concentration of Timix. Yep, so cloud kill's gone. Dude, cloud kill is cool. I think uh, I actually have it, too, which is cool. Burn. Don't don't spell. forget if you have temps before you take away the twenty four points. Okay. Do I have? I thought I had it. It's a fifth level spell. It's not. You're not. You, you don't have. Oh, I do. I, I learned it, but I don't. I can't use it yet. Oh. Sweet. Okay. Well done, Burn. Holy cow. Burn. I give you uh, one of these. Unusual environments. Swimming, Marius. Ten temps back to burn. Hey. 
damn, I'm just outside of that little red thing. Is that all your stuff for your turn, Murd? I believe so. Movement, yeah, bonus, yeah, yeah. and attack. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm looking up water rules. <laughs> Since we have now entered water combat, uh, you, you and can I might... actually hold you, hold your breath for an, a surprising amount of time. Uh, I, I see that. Uh, <laughs> however, this water is murky, so you have ten feet of visible encounter distance. Okay. Um, the house itself, while it was sinking, uh, the windows were open. As it is reaches its twenty feet below, all of the windows shut, trapping you inside. Uh, Rudolph. Uh, is going to make a wisdom check. Got a six. That's not great. Uh, he looks I at you, Marius. Po I point at the hole in the ceiling that he made earlier in the fight. He nods. Uh, he pulls something out of his pocket. Uh, it's a round device. Uh, and he attempts to communicate with you underwater. Zachary. Can I have you put... Yes. Max, are you okay if we put our cameras on and do a little roleplay here? Uh, let me go put on a t-shirt. Oh, dang. No let me put my penis ladies, away. Eh? <laughs> <sighs> but, sure. Oh, wait, who's roleplaying? Mar uh, Marius and I, if possible. Oh, I mean... Yeah, if you're... Yeah. Um, I can drop uh, the... Yeah. Whenever you're ready, I'll drop the uh, thing. I think it should work. Yeah, we'll wait for Marius to come back here. Okay. This is going to be incredible. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Now I got to turn on lights. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, man. He's combing his hair, brushing his teeth. <sighs> Let me put on some aftershave. Wow. Are you taking me on a handicap? Fuck, yeah, I am. Let's go. I'm be so lucky. Okay, whenever you guys are ready, I'll drop the overlay. I'm ready. So he's swimming. He pulls something out of his pocket that's like cylindrical shaped, and he oh. goes like this, and then points down, and then he points to you, and he points up. It's his penis, and he gives you a thumbs up. Yeah, baby. And he pulls blink the top off of this device, which begins to bubble as he drops it, and it begins to submerge into the house itself. And then he will use his whole action to swim away. Uh, and dash as fast as he can go. Is it a bomb? Like a grenade? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. I'm so excited. Well, <laughs> well done. Um, Van Richten will swim. Oh, I gotta move my overlay or my stuff here now. Suicide bomber. Don't don't say stuff like that on stream. That's how sorry. I'm sorry. Shows up to our house. Uh, Van Richten swims. 30 feet up, he submerges, and then goes 5, 10, 15, 20, to here. In the zone of silence that is still up, Marius. Um, oh, and he is no longer bloodied. And that is his whole turn. Let's fucking go, Marius. Eight attempts to him. Okay. My turn. Uh... So, 
I'm going to stop focusing on the, the silence. First off. So, so that zone drops. Uh, I'm going to swim to the surface. Hit so that's that tw ambience. 20 foot of movement. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've uh, got... Yeah. Uh, I would say one more square I could do, right? Probably. Based on that. And then let's see here. Five... Cool. I am then going to... Let's see here. I'm going to Misty Step again. Nice. It's my last second level spell of the day. To here. And a Flank with Burn. Now I have advantage on my attack roll. Maybe I'll actually hit for once. And I'm going to Booming Blade uh, strike her. Okay. Does a 16 hit her armor class. Uh, oh, my God. It does. Oh, my God. I finally rolled a 10. Yay. <laughs> 16 points of damage, 10 slashing, 6 thunder. And if she moves, she's going to take another 2d8 thunder damage. You got it. That is my turn. Is she bloodied or anything at all? Or I have she chosen just like not us? to inform. Oh, okay, you okay, copy that. I was like, status. "Damn, this bitch is." Stacked. As to build suspense. Okay, for copy our that. Players. Copy that. I was like, "Wait, is she stacked? stacked? That changes everything." Dude, she's, she's pretty busty. Like, wow. For a saggy old, you they know, call hundreds her of year old woman. In the day. Yeah, right. buddy. Uh, the ravens begin to drown under the water. <laughs> Dean is like, say less. Stole us. Okay. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed to ask this, but I forgot uh, how far I can fly. <laughs> you can fly your movement speed in a round. However, you can drop up to 60 feet in a round. So you theoretically could drop to 20 feet, catch yourself with your wings, and then move 30 feet one direction and be 20 feet above the action. Okay, um, about where would that place be? Uh, I think, uh, these are each five? Mm-hmm. So you could come all the way down to the ground and then move 10 feet over or move 5, 10, 15 feet over and, um, be 15 feet up and be here. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. And I'll be uh, 20 feet above the ground. Uh, I'd like to cast Eldritch Blast and Hex her as well. <clears throat> nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, I should probably put I this back where it was. Alright. And that Ooh, one! Critical failure. Uh-oh. Critical fumble table. Go ahead and roll D100 Hit for me with that table. Spell. No loss. Critical fumble. All right, I got it up. Go ahead and roll 90. Jesus, a 90. Uh -oh. Your spell backfires, creating a small explosion, causing you to fall and bump your head. Oh, no. Stole loss. Oh, my God. You fall prone. Shall I fall 20 feet into water? 10 constitution saving throw on a failure. Take 26 explosion. Okay, that doesn't apply. You fall prone into the water. Anyone want to help me? 
Does anyone have like a portents or? Um, we're we're running low on supplies here. Yeah, I'm. I literally just have like the backup emergency. But since he rolled it already, I can't use it. I would typically give yeah. you advantage, but being that you're falling for your second attack, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the twelve out of this attack, and you miss. Wait, Stolas, hang on, time out. If I may, she has from the Patreones advantage on a roll. She does. Well, do you want to use it, Stolas? Uh, yeah. That'll it'll give you the twenty-three. From... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. oh yeah, you can re-roll the nine. I guess that's true too. Yeah, can I do that? I'd like to do that. Yeah, go ahead. I will do that then. Uh, yeah, add advantage or just? Uh, just roll it normal. Normal. Make one more attack. All right, please. Nat 20! Holy Whoa! shit! <laughs> oh turn my it God. around, boys and what girls! A, what Jesus a twenty! Uh, Solas, please roll D100s again. Wow, okay. 29. 29. Your spell cripples an opponent. Your target's movement speed is cut in half for the next two turns. Nice. Nice. Don't forget the additional D6. And she's hex. also slow because of the Eldritch Blast and she's hexed. Uh, she Her movement speed is now zero. Oh my god. <laughs> Take that, you old hag. Okay, uh, I forgot. Throw uh, a five I, on there for you. What am I going to hex here? Um, That's 16 points of damage. Strength. Yeah, hex or strength. But don't forget the damage dice with it, too. You're going to need to roll three d6s. Oh, oh okay. Wait, me? Second D6s. attack hit, right? Uh, Yes, technically, yeah. So I do three d6? Minus two. Yes. Okay. Eleven. Wow. So 11. 22, 23 in total. Nice. Um... Bobble Saga's turn. I have temps for you. Hold on. Nine temps. <laughs> Ozol. Make a yes. perception check. Uh, perception check is going to be uh, ten. Make a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. Uh, disadvantage dex saving throw... Uh, where's the deck side? There we go. Are you in my aura? Oh, fuck, you're not. Uh, it would be a seven. You take 14 points of damage as the skull of Argonvosthold floats over towards you under Babala Saga's command and falls on top of you, causing you can to become I, prone. If I may, can I use Divine Intervention? Uh, my of only course Divine you can. Intervention. All right, I would like to cash in Divine Intervention. Because that would that would in. both hurt me a lot, and I would start taking death saving throws. Out of nowhere, time ripples around you. Now you're you're pretty used to this. I'm gonna pause this music because this is gonna get really cool really fast. I'm ready. Time slows as you look up and see the skull falling down at you. From behind, Magnus's spectral form appears. Actually, excuse me. From in front of you, he appears and looks at you dead in the eyes. He reaches out a hand using your own telekinetic um, skill and reversing it onto you, pushing you back ten feet instead of five and out of harm's way. Wow. As he disappears. The skull lands 
What a badass. In a crater. Beautiful. What a Babala Saga howls with rage. Man, she a... really doesn't like you, it's all. I know what the fuck. <laughs> Did you guys used to date? And probably. I remember the Booby La Saga. <laughs> Let's see. What do I have left? <laughs> I have one spell left. Let me do some math Uh, Ozol and not Stolos. Actually, just Ozol. Does that work? Five feet up. Hold on, I'm thinking of myself. Nope. Uh, everyone in my cluster here, including Van Richten, needs to make a saving throw as Babala Saga throws a fireball on herself. Which type of saving throw do you need from those people? Those people need to Dex. make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, me as well? Uh, you are within... It's a 20-foot sphere centered on her, so yes, technically you. Wow, Marius got a nat 20. Nat Hi. 20. However, you're treading water in armor. So those of you wearing heavy armor in water have to make it a disadvantage. Yeah, but they get a plus four from me anyway. Ooh, that's true. If they're in my circle. Roll, so 10-14. Yeah, for Marius. Uh, Stolas, 15. I need to make one too? You yeah. too, my guy. 15. 15. Uh, so everyone takes 17. Wait, no, 19. 19. Or not, Stolas isn't in the range because it's only 10 feet. So 19. 9. Um... Burn and Mark take 17 points of damage. Marius, you also take 17 points of damage. Stolas, you take... I'd argue we take half damage because we're submerged in water. Nope, it's magic. Magic Damn. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, Mark, you mages, take damage. Bro. Mages are Oh, I'm sorry. Ass. Yeah. What? No, Stolas, you take 8 damage. Well, do. Pablo Saga will also take some of that damage. Oh, shit. I took it off my temporary. That's why it didn't change. That's fine. You said Calendan. 17? Yes. Okay. 10 temporary hit points and then 7 of my actual hit points. Am I dead? You're <laughs> taking death saving throws. Oh. Oh, and you're underwater. Someone save the boy. I'm, I'm still I'm still doing the math from him because he had temporary hit points. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he's at nine. I've been doing all your math for you, Mark, behind the scenes. Nice. I okay. appreciate it. Uh, it's hard enough for me to scroll on this shit. Caliban. Caliban, Mark. You may what? be on mute, Mark. I'm, I'm sorry, what did I do? 
It's your turn. Oh, wait. Uh, okay. I am... Uh, where's this bitch at now? I thought I died. Oh, I'm sorry. She's right there. So I'm going to use... Hold on, maybe let me use them. Still should be still be raging. Hold on. Winter's hell, baby. But winter's hell. Yeah, I guess that's all I really got. Damn, son. Big roll. Twenty-six. Big roll. Okay. Yeah, Jesus okay. Christ. I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the twenty-six. Okay, dealing fourteen points damage. Oof. Are you gonna attack again? Yeah. Winter's hell again. Big bucks, no whammies. Oh my oh god. Oh my god, Mark. What I, D100s, oh please. my god. <laughs> yeah. Mark, you know how to do a D100 or no? Yeah, I gotta roll the. Yeah, under the, on, on the dice. I got, I got turn order up on here. I have all kinds of stuff up for some reason. I got Cody got you at 52. Yep. You attempt to You're disarm your opponent. Mark. You can disarm. Uh, you can take the disarm action after your attack. So her staff that she's holding is flung off into the water as you hit her, officially bringing her to critical. Perfection. Wow. Beautiful. Um, Ozal. Um, I'm going to ask you a question as the DM. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you polymorph, but you move first, do you get to move with the new creature's movement speed also, or if they're both thirty, it's just you just don't move again? Does that question make sense? Not really. Okay, let's say I move thirty you, feet you, with Ozol. You do not get two movement movement okay. speeds for one turn. Right. Copy that. Copy that. Um, I am really not doing well. Um, actually, second question. If I move past this skull, do I get uh, opportunity attacks? No. Or is it is it... inanimate. Okay. Okay. Copy that. Currently. It is now floating okay. on the ground, but you know that it can move at her her will. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. So I'm really not doing particularly well. I'm almost dead. And uh, I'm going to hit the... Sanctuary. That is true. Hmm. You would literally just move five or ten feet over, actually five feet, but you're right here, and you'd have three-quarters cover from the skull. Yeah. Which, the rules for cover are pretty dope. You guys don't use it very often. But uh, in combat, just as a little nod to y'all, uh, cover, so with half cover, it's a plus two to your AC and dexterity saving throws. And three quarters cover. It's a plus five to your AC and dexterity saving throws. Cody, how deep is this water that that they're in? I think it was ten feet. Uh, that ten feet, roughly, yes, in this area. If it's the super dark green, which I can't tell, yeah, it's kind of hard so to tell. Uh, if they're in the super dark green, it goes down to uh, up to fifty feet. Um, but in the shallow green or like the fading green. Yeah, so Dean is treading water, Bobla Saga's treading water, Marius is not, Caliban's treading water, Van Richten's not treading water. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Polymorph on myself as the Brontosaurus. <laughs> um, do I have a Brontosaurus token? Oh! <gasps> 
You're turning into a dinosaur? That's amazing. I wanted I kept <laughs> I wanted to do like one of y'all as a dinosaur, but I just kept not really having the the opportunity oh, to do it. <laughs> I'm literally almost dead and this is like my last almost my last spell. Ozal the Brontosaurus is born. All right. With um, the wizard hat on top. Oh, that's even better. I love everything about that. That's really cute. <laughs> um now does the water since he's like a Brontosaurus is huge, a gargantuan even. Does the water affect it? Uh, first of all, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw, being that you now become this creature. Okay. Intelligence saving throw. Uh, hold on. I need to roll. You don't D20. get to do it with your. Yes, stat yes, block. yes. I know, I know, I know. Thirteen. Uh, uh, that's from Cody. You rolled a four minus two is two. Oh, just kidding. Um. I'm going to say on this turn, as a Brontosaurus, your most immediate need is to graze upon food that is water-based. So you may choose to either go left or right to attempt to find plants under the water. You wouldn't have the same motivations, like friends are friends, enemies are enemies? Uh, not with an intelligence of negative two. <laughs> ten, you mean? It's intelligence of ten, not negative two. Oh, no, sir. The wisdom is ten. The intelligence is Oh, two, I'm sorry. Which is a minus okay. four. Okay, I got you. Um, so every turn I have to do an intelligence saving throw to attack? Correct. Unless you are attacked, then your animalistic nature will take over and you will defend yourself. Wow, okay. nice. I'll talk With to you about it afterwards. specific cause... creature. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll move to the left then. Okay. Uh, go ahead and move your so full 30 movement feet. in any direction. Yeah. I, I can't. Uh, oh. 5, yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You want to be like right here? Uh, Sure. Or would you rather be like right here? I prefer the second one, not the third one. Like you had me like give me, give me a here. ping, give me a ping. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't pinging for me. You're good. Boop. There you are, my man. Wizard um, hat and all. Can I hit you with the tail for twenty feet though? Um. Odd or even, I was all. Uh, even. Odd. No, sir. Okay, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, your health is now 121 on the upside. Uh, on Baba Saga's hut, it begins to surface, and then you hear a... <laughs> as water sprays from the sky, and a circle of fire emits uh, on top of the water, almost like Greek fire. Uh, as the hut begins to sink deeper into the water. Burn. Bring your music back, please. Oh yes, sorry. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna continue attacking Baba La Saga with two horse cutter uh, advantage because I am flanking with you now. Advantage, and I'm gonna also be using smites. Okay. Oh. Terrible. 
13 and a 27. I know 13 misses. The 13 does miss. Yeah. And then Schmite, which is D8. How many for... Uh, 3D. First or right. second level spell. It depends on what level spell he's using. You've used one second level and a Misty Step, so you have one more second level available at 7th level Paladin. Yeah, I'll do that. So, okay, so 3d8. 13. Nice. 27, 29 points in totality. Getting close, dude. Okay. Van Richten uh, goes. Um... Nice. 13 temps to burn. How many temps for the Brontosaurus? Does it really matter? <laughs> it always really matters. <laughs> okay, 11. Um, hey. Van Richten is going to use his last two potions uh, on Caliban and Marius, throwing one to each. Each of you get 3d10. Uh, Caliban, you receive 21 points of health. Marius, you receive 9. Thank you very much, kind sir. Uh, and then he will Needed begin that. to swim to shore. Um, Marius the Seraph. Uh, that's going to be eight temps to him. Okay. All right, so round six, guys. It's only been six rounds for this whole fight. Holy fuck. Or, no, seven rounds. But All right, bonus action. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Spiritual weapons swing. On Babala Saga. 22 to hit for Hits. 7 force damage. Oh, okay. I am going to cast a third level spell, casting Spirit Guardians. Uh, as little orbs of uh, black and red lights begin to float around me within a 15-foot radius. Let me... Do, 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 do. Spirit Guardians. You call forth spirits to protect you. They flint around you in a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you're good or neutral, their spectral forms appear angelic. When you cast this spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it, my friends. And... Affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much radiant damage. And actually, uh... I thought her movement speed was already zero. It was for that round. But it, it will most likely not be this round. So I am having it right now. And I will get this extra aura up for you. So I don't take damage till I start my turn? Correct. Okay. Um, bonus, main action, no movement. I am done. Uh, I'll get myself some temps. 12 points. Okay. 
Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? That's all I can do. All right, man. Stolas, your turn, my guy. Um, can I occupy the space with Calavan since he's like passed out? He's still alive. He's good. Oh, what I thought he was passed out. You're a small creature, so technically you can move through his space if you needed to. You're also adjacent to Bobla Saga if you needed to. I was just trying to get advantage. Well, uh, correction, you're still in the air, remember, because you did the save, or you did the divine intervention. Yeah. You're 20 feet in the air. You can come down to 5 feet, use your movement to drop so that you're, like, up a little bit still. Yeah, I guess I'll... Range. Yeah, I'll get... Uh, I'll fly down until I'm, like, you know, just hovering above the water. Um, can I roll at advantage? Because there's so many, uh, uh <laughs> compatriots here, or... What are you trying to do? I was gonna... Cast Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just one second here. My roll 20 is acting up. Okay. Um. Okay, so what can I tell about her condition? I mean, how does she look to me? Dude, uh. She's hanging on by a thread. Like, bet between Caliban's last hit and fucking Burn's last hit. She, she, the spirit guardians are probably going to kill her next turn. Allow me. Okay. Um, as Stolas kind of approaches Babala Saga, he looks absolutely terrified of her. His body is falling apart. He can't really maintain his owl form at this point. And he reaches out to her with his hand, which turns into like a tentacle and wraps clear around her neck. And he says, I have seen things. Nobody here has seen what I've seen. I know exactly what you are. And with that, his third eye blinks right wide open, glowing red, along with his two eyes. Baba Lasaga, you are beautiful, and I'll have you. And as for the Night Mother, I'll not have an impotent goddess insult me with the hand of her acolytes ever again. I will show you true power 
and I moved to consume her with the tendrils of Hadar. Stolas. You can consume a creature with, I think, 12 or less hit points right now. It's either 10 or 12, I don't remember. Currently, Babala Saga's health is 6. You consume her. To the Fuck! Great Oh, yeah! Eat that, bitch! And that's our episode. Yes! <laughs> what a twist! The power! I've been waiting to consume a boss for so long. She is mine. Oh. As the Dungeon Master, I need to think what's going to happen. <laughs> Tune into the next episode. To see what happens, thank you so much to our watchers, all seven of you. Uh, we love you, and I hope you have a wonderful night. I, of course, have been your illustrious Dungeon Master, Cody Diahey. Goodbye.